Talk Live. It's your show, and you can take control of the airwaves this live Saturday edition. The toll-free number for you is 1-800-259-9231. Sickle CAI toll-free line, and it's Ian here with you. And Mark. And you can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. All the features on the site are free, so enjoy those on us. Again, that's freetalklive.com. We will start things out here by going right into your phone calls. After all, that is the purpose of the show, to take your calls about anything. We go to the amp line, and we talk to Michael in North Carolina on the Appalachian Trail. Hello, Michael. That's right. Good evening, gentlemen. I, uh, as, as you might know, I uh, spent a few days resting my foot after I after I twisted it, and I'm back on the trail today. So uh, things are looking good here. But uh, that's not what I wanted to talk about. Uh, right before I left, I I put up a story about the latest stupidity of the TSA. This is on your website, HomelandStupidity.us. Right. Okay. Okay. On uh, March 22nd. There was a uh, gunshot fired on a U.S. Airways flight from Denver to Charlotte, North Carolina. Hmm. The it turned out to be the pilot's gun. Oh wow! Now, as, as you as you might know, um, the government has a program where pilots can uh, sign up, they get some training, and the government, the Homeland Security, issues them a firearm and a holster and a lock, like a little combination lock. The, that the, for the uh, for the gun. Okay. But uh, so the problem is is that the TSA has put some really bizarre and unsafe restrictions on how the pilots can carry these guns. Do tell. So what what happens is they are not allowed to carry the gun anywhere except inside the cockpit. If they if they have to leave the cockpit for any reason, like to go talk to the flight attendants or use the bathroom or whatever, they have to uh, take the gun out, take the holster off their belt. Then they have to put this stupid little combination padlock into the holster. It goes. It's supposed to go between the trigger and the and the trigger guard to behind the trigger so that the trigger won't move. Okay. But uh, what happens is. Is that um, sometimes if it, if it's just right, this lock will go in in front of the trigger. Mm. So when the pilot goes to stick his uh, stick his gun back in his flight bag and, and get off the plane or, or go into the cabin or whatever, there's a there's a danger that 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 the trigger can be pulled. Oh dear. And yeah, oh dear. And that's that's exactly what happened on this flight. The uh, they were coming in for a landing. The co-pilot was flying the plane, so the pilot was putting away his gun because he was about to get off the plane. Mm-hmm. So, uh, the, so as he's putting the gun into his flight bag, the gun goes off mm. because he the the lock came on the wrong side because of the security measure. Now, because of the security measure, that, that's right, Mark. Uh, the problem with this is this is not a safe way to handle a gun. It's not even a safe way to store a gun. And the the thing about this is the the air marshals have known about this for a long time, and they told TSA months ago that this was not safe and that the pilots needed to carry their guns like everybody else does, concealed or whatever, and they and they need to stay on the pilot and not be handled like ten times per flight. Yeah, that's not a good idea. I'm, no, I'm with you on this. Uh, it really isn't. But I mean, so he put the he must have put the gun in his bag, uh, cocked and ready to go, right? That's the only reason why it would have 
fired that way, right? Well, it had a lock on it. Oh. I mean, you know, what else yeah, would you do? Well, this is the government thinking, oh, there's a lock on it. It won't go off because you can't pull the trigger. Hmm. Wrong. I mean, uh, well, this particular model of gun, I found out it's the uh, H&K USP in uh, 40 caliber. Now, the USP has about seven different variants of uh, uh, trigger, safety, and decocking lever and all that. A few of these variants, the uh, gun actually has no external safety. Wow. So the they are issuing pilots a gun. This is a the federal government is giving them this gun. They're issuing right. these pilots a gun that actually has no manual safety on it. But they've got a locking device that's of course wow. foolproof. Yeah, they've got a little combination lock. That seems insanely dangerous. But yet it that's is insanely dangerous. Uh, fortunately, the gun the, the when the gun went off, he was holding it kind of sideways, so it just went right out of the plane and didn't hit anything. Mm. Oh, uh, hold on. But, was was there that big rushing of air while all the air was sucked out of the plane and the passengers were pulled out of their seats and stuff? <laughs> no, there was not. That that that's only in the movies. That doesn't happen in real life. You mean that's a complete myth fabricated by Hollywood? It sure is exciting though when it that's happens right. in the movies. Well, very interesting, uh, Michael. So, but probably, I mean, do you expect anything to change here? Is the TSA going to make a change as a result of this incident, or is this just a news item? Well, that remains to be seen. The, uh, the pilot was suspended without pay. Uh, personally, I'd like to see the TSA suspended without pay. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, so, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to keep, uh, keep an eye on the story and see how it develops, but, uh, it being the government, it will probably take an act of, uh, I don't know, an act of God to make a change. Yeah, they'll change it in 10 years after, uh, you know, 15 <laughs> yeah. more bullets have been fired through the hulls of uh, airplanes and hopefully not through any uh, coworkers there in the uh, in the cabin. Hey, Michael, good luck with your hike, and thanks for bringing us that story. We appreciate the call tonight. You're welcome. Yes, sir. 800-259-9231. Continuing unscreened to the other amp line. Who's this? You're on Free Talk Live. <laughs> It's who what? Back off the mic there for a moment. Ziggy. Yeah. What's on your mind? Uh, I want to talk tonight about how the profit motive has actually helped endangered species in Africa. Do tell. Well, basically, there was a documentary last week by this guy called Louis Theroux, who looks a bit like Harry Potter. And he does these occasional documentaries. And he went to South Africa, where a lot of farmers have converted their land into gaming reserves for hunting. But it's not hunting as we know it, where, you, you know, you have to go and chase after the animal. They actually provide the animal for people to shoot, basically. It's like shooting it's a fish in a barrel, right? Kind of that sort Sorry? of thing. Sorry? I said it's like shooting fish in a barrel where, you know, the yeah, animal can't really run anywhere. But, you know, I, I have to admit, it does sort of make me feel a bit uncomfortable. But at the same time, what what... Louis didn't realize, I mean, he was saying how uncomfortable he felt with it and, and that he couldn't do it himself. But what he didn't realize was that a lot of these creatures have actually, you know, been endangered, such as the saber. But because there's a price tag on their head and people want to hunt them, they actually breed them now. Mm-hmm. And they're now, you know, you know, fairly healthy population. Right. It's, you know, it's, it's funny how um, cows are endangered. People kill lots of cows. Every cows? S- cow- cows, excuse me, are not endangered. <laughs> people kill so. lots of cows every single year, but... Because there's a profit motive behind it, people yeah. breed them, and they have them as livestock, and it, it really can works. I, can, can I just tell you my one objection to um, cow, um, people eat, uh, basically the way they farm cows? Get this. In, I don't know if it's the same in the, in the U.S., but if a cow drops dead of natural disease, uh, causes in this country, you can't eat it. 
If you, you if a cow drops dead, what? It. If it if a cow if drops it dead, what? Of natural, um, you know, natural causes. If it just drops dead, you can't eat it. Hmm. Very strange. You I couldn't tell you. I don't know. It. I don't know what all the regulations are, but I had. Uh, I, I absolutely think that uh, that story about the uh, the Africa situation is fascinating. Yeah. The first time I heard about it, it wasn't in the exact way you were telling the story. It's sort of a different example of the same concept. It was uh, Dr. Mary Ruart's book. By the way, she's running for uh, the Libertarian presidential ticket this year, which I think is pretty exciting. Uh, but it, in her book, she talks about a couple of different African countries, and I don't recall which ones they were, but one of them uh, had a prohibition on killing elephants and owning elephants, and the other country allowed people to own and and, you know, harvest the tusks and, and use the elephants yeah. for whatever uh, purposes they might. And sure enough, in the country where elephant ownership is prohibited, the elephant population yeah. is dwindling I, because I, I of poachers. And then in the I, country I, where it's legal, the, uh, the the owners are protecting their elephants from the poachers, and they're flourishing. Yeah, I was about to say in South Africa, it has been illegal to hunt elephants, and now they're going to have to have a, an elephant cull because basically the elephants are eating too much of the vegetation, mm. which is harming other species. Very interesting, Ziggy. Thanks for the call tonight. We appreciate no. it. 800-259-9231. So the, the moral there is that if you want to save a species, take it off the endangered species list. And not only that, make it so it's legal for individuals to own whatever sort of beast they want to own. Really? What's the difference between an elephant and a cow? You know, I mean, we Or a dog or a cat. 1-800-259-9231. Do you have an objection to that? Do you think people shouldn't be able to own animals? I would love to hear from you. 800-259-9231. This is Free Talk Live. This is Free Talk Live. It is your show, the live Saturday edition. You can take control of the airwaves via the toll-free number at 1-800-259-9231. Sickle CAI toll-free line. It's Ian here with you. And Mark. And you can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. All the features on the site are free, so enjoy those, including the updates. If you want to get kept in the loop as to uh, what's going on with Free Talk Live, then just go to updates.freetalklive.com and get signed up for free. That's updates.freetalklive.com. How much do you spend on coffee? JustPlainJoe.com offers over 60 varieties of flavors, roasted to order from gourmet Arabica coffee beans and whole bean or ground. Just $8 a 12-ounce package. It's roasted fresh to order. JustPlainJoe.com. Most orders are delivered within three days via UPS. Buy five packages and save on shipping. That's JustPlainJoe.com. 800-259-9231. We go to your phone calls about what you want. Let's talk to Ken in Jupiter, Florida, listening on WFTL. Hello, Ken. Hey, how are you? Great. What's on your mind tonight? I just happened to touch, uh, put the radio on at the tail end of that conversation regarding the uh, accidental discharge of the uh, firearm in flight. Yeah, it was a uh, pilot in that particular case because of the federal government's absurd rules about the the guns. You know, and I'd like to dovetail on that, and forgive me if I, I touch on things that have been talked about. I am an airline pilot. I am a, a federal flight deck officer. Mm-hmm. And... Uh, and as I as, as we look at this this issue that happened uh, with this uh, firearm, uh, it is a crazy rule that the TSA has uh, has implemented uh, that I think led to this uh, this uh, this discharge. Uh, the procedures they put in place for us to lock these weapons up are a recipe for disaster, especially in a in a darkened cockpit. Mm. Um, if the firearm is not fully seated in the holster when that lock goes in, you know, like probably happened here, 
the the locking mechanism wound up in front of the, the trigger as opposed to behind it. Wow. And uh, there you wound up with the discharge. Um, you know, the, the the angst that we feel as, uh, as as airline pilots is the TSA never wanted us to be armed in the first place. No, no, they didn't. And, they don't trust. After, they don't trust any of us normal folks. Well, you know, and after 9/11, uh, the airline pilots fought hard for this, yeah. and uh, they've been treating us like children ever since. Hmm. What's new? Uh, most uh, most airline pilots, I would say, I'd say a big percentage have military backgrounds. We have firearms training, and nowhere has there ever been. Uh, handling procedures like they exist with the TSA, and it's really just a, rep- a recipe for disaster. And the TSA, right from the very beginning, when they first implemented this program, one of the first classes to go through the training program back in Artesia, New Mexico, they had a discharge right at the facility when the uh, when the um, federal flight deck officer was getting ready to leave the facility. In this exact same case, wow. uh, the firearm wasn't fully seated. They put the uh, the, the lock on. Uh, the, the weapon was pushed in a little bit further, and, and there you have the discharge. Well, it's this kind of nonsense that is going to happen uh, as government continues to be in control of security protocols. What the sensible solution is, of course, is to turn it over to the airlines, to abolish the TSA completely, save the taxpayers who knows how much money, and uh, and just allow each individual airline to set its own security policy based on whatever factors they determine relevant. This could have been handled completely with reinforced uh, uh, cabin doors. Doors, uh, not cabin doors, cockpit doors, reinforced cockpit doors, and arming pilots. Well, you know, the, the problem there is that the airlines don't want the expense. See, everybody passes the passes the buck. So, you know, here it is. They, the TSA winds up with this program. Uh, more and more pilots are, are being armed because they want to be armed. Uh, the cockpit door, you know, really, only the, the only thing that is, is bulletproof is the door. Everything around it, the bulkheads and everything, are not so bulletproof. Crazy. So if somebody wanted to just dump a number of rounds you know, into the cockpit, they can do it just by standing to the left and to the right of the door and shoot through, through, the, through the bulkhead. Well, I, you know, I understand where you're coming from when you say that the airlines don't want the expense, but, well, how about instead of that, the airports... Uh, are in charge of their own security policy, and the airlines can set their own, you know, weapons policy. That's not a, an expensive thing to say. Yes, we will allow you to carry a firearm and be safe about it. I mean, that doesn't cost you anything. Well, you know, the, 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 who's going to pay for it is always 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 the question because everybody's looking at the bottom dollar. And well, I think the pilots would, if, if the pilots were concerned, they should pay for their own guns, and bring their own firearms on board. It would cost the airline well, nothing. You know what? And that probably would would be great, you know. But if they would handle, if we can carry weapons like the federal air marshals carry them, there would not be a problem because you know we would we, we would holster up when we left home. Because mm-hmm. if we're if, if we're a security threat, if somebody is watching me day in and day out, and they say, okay, we're one day we're gonna we're gonna stop this guy in the row, we're gonna take his his airline uniform, we got his ID, we're gonna take his weapon, and uh, you know you you saunter through security. It's it's a problem. Mm-hmm. The chances of that happening are nil because most of the people we fly with know who we are. Sure, and that wouldn't happen. But you know, you create the, the, the issue here of an accidental discharge in flight is because of the way they have us handling the weapon. If we put it on when we leave home and uh, and get to work, and then when we come home from work, we take it off. 
you would less have a chance of, of, of a problem because you're not handling the weapon. Absolutely. Right. There's no doubt about it. Ken. That would be the quick and easy way to solve the problem, yep. is just to change the weapons um, handling protocols for the uh, for the pilots. But that wouldn't give the government any uh, control over them, and that's what they're all about. They like control, and they like, as you say, they like to treat you like children, and it's just disgusting and despicable. And, Ken, thank you for the call tonight. We appreciate you dialing in. Let's talk to Jason in Florida, listening on WFTL. Hello, Jason. Sir. Hello, gentlemen. Great show as always. What's on your mind um, tonight? Just, Thank just you. listening to the pilot and talking earlier about the uh, the firearms. The, the pilots have a heck of a lot more dangerous item than a gun at their disposal, and the fact that they can crash the plane if they want to. The pilots having a gun is really kind of the least of my concern. Sure. You know, I'm I'm all for it. Second off, you guys. Uh, I don't know if you guys are firearms owners, but you seem kind of surprised to hear that. A lot of these uh, guns uh, don't have external safeties. Well, I, I am a firearms owner, but I just don't, I, you know, I haven't, didn't know that. I've got an AK okay. and a uh, handgun upstairs, so yeah, I've got a... Well, most, very few revolvers have external safeties. The, the training of the operator knowing, you know, where his hammer is located, that's usually the best safety devices because all mechanical devices can fail. Sure, You never that's rely true. on an external safety um, but my real qu- my real point was you guys were talking about uh, you know who would think it would be right to ban owning of certain animals. Yeah. And I know this is a little bit of an odd topic here in Florida. This is a cause for quite a bit of concern because what's happening is a lot of people who uh, who own pythons, you know these these uh, predatory snakes, yeah. can't handle them anymore and release them into the wild, and they're absolutely devastating. The uh, the indigenous wildlife of Florida. The it's Everglades it's also being... true with uh, Oscar fish. Um, it, it's a type of yes. cichlid from the Amazon. Um, mm-hmm. in, in you know South Florida, just just south of uh, like Tampa Bay area is where it's really the, the climate gets just right for them, and they are rampant in the Everglades. Um, you know yes, people so people releasing them and that kind of thing. Exactly. So normally I'd be completely against any kind of regular you know laws in this area. But, uh, you know, when people don't know what they're doing, what they're getting into, it can cause all kinds of problems. But, but you know, you, you do know that um, there's laws against it, uh, owning uh, certain types of animals now. I mean, you know, it's, it's against the law to release your python. They're doing it. It, <laughs> it, it is. That's, that's true. But, uh, you know, like going to an elephant, for instance, because you said, what's the difference between an elephant and a cow? We'll bring you back to discuss it. Hang on, Jason. 800-259-9231. Also talk to you about whatever's on your mind. This is Free Talk Live. Would you like to help others find Free Talk Live? You can help us advertise, market, and promote the show at amp.freetalklive.com. Consider becoming a Free Talk Live amplifier now for $3 a month and get some cool bonuses at amp.freetalklive.com. Free Talk Live. It is the live Saturday edition, and you can take control of the airwaves toll-free at 1-800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line, and it's Ian here with you. And Mark. 800-259-9231. Join us on our website at freetalklive.com. All the features on the site we give away, including the archives. If you've missed a moment of the show, just go and download them right there from the front page of the website. There's no logging in. There's no membership fee. Click. They're yours. Free. 
at freetalklive.com. The Free State Project's Porcupine Freedom Festival is better known as Porkfest. It's happening June 9th through the 15th. At Porkfest, you'll be able to meet your Internet and Free Talk Live buddies, as well as make new ones, and expand your network of liberty-loving activists, businesses, and organizations. Discover new freedoms, new communities, and new beginnings. Register today at porkfest.com. That's P-O-R-C-F-E-S-T dot com. And, of course, uh, if you're coming to Porkfest, we will see you there. We're going to be broadcasting live three nights this time around. And uh, it's going to be a good time. Really looking forward to that. We can uh, continue with your phone calls. Uh, Jason is still on the line listening on WFTL. We're talking about animal ownership freedom. And you like the idea, Jason, but you're saying that reality says, well, some animal owners are uh, not as responsible as they should be. Therefore, all animal owners should be punished. Is that pretty much your position? No, 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 no. My my position is... You've got to have some dose of, of of common sense. And, for example, I'll use the example of the cow versus the elephant. Lots of guys around uh, where I live, kind of out in the country here in Florida, own cows. Mm-hmm. The problem, you know, cows are easily deterred from moving around. I mean, they do escape every once in a while, but basically uh, a fence. There's not a lot of uh, cows aren't trying to get out. You know, you put an elephant in the same location, not only do you have to build a, a big fence, but an, elephants are, are smarter. They're more desirous to roam. Mm-hmm. And what you've got to do is you've got to take in the location, the property rights of the people around, and some sort of assurance that you know they won't get, uh, they won't escape. So well, now come on, let's be realistic. Do I, I, you really think that... I grew up in in the country in Florida, um, in rural Manatee County, and you know that uh, right. that Sarasota is a, a circus town. Um, right, right. Uh, right across the street was a guy who owned lions and tigers and elephants. Oh my! He had an elephant. He had an elephant. Wow. And uh, <laughs> you know, I, uh, funny. I we we didn't have any stampedes. No, um, no, no elephants got out. And usually, uh, well, you it, don't want your elephant to get out. Right. <laughs> you, you you don't want you know people don't want elephant meat. Um. You know, so there's not going to be a lot of people that own elephants. Right. Right. People, but uh, there should be some sort of community standard. I mean, I, of course, I, the federal government should not in any way be involved. I don't even think necessarily the state government should be involved. The point well, why is, is it that local bureaucrats know better than you how to take care no, of your no, animals? I'm not, saying, I'm not saying local bureaucrats, but for instance, if I own property next to someone with an elephant, uh, this is a case of conflicting rights. My property rights, you know... He has to keep it off my property of course. if I don't want it. To. I think so, that's common knowledge that if you've got a beast, it's yours, and you need to take it, take care of it, and make sure it stays on your property. If it gets off exactly. of your property, so, then you're responsible for any damage it causes. If it kills exactly. something, you're responsible for that. If it destroys something, you're responsible for that. Let's just leave it right there. But what mostly happens in in, in every, everywhere, rural Florida included, is uh, when a cow gets out, all the neighbors get together and try to get the cow back. Um, people right, right. people generally work together trying to, uh, you know, f- forestall any problems like that. I now, think if, if, if it was a tiger, you might not be able to sign me up. But <laughs> that's, 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 that's exactly it. It would depend on the type of animal and the desires of the other people in the community. That's my point. Well, is, right. If a tiger gets out, then if you're the first person to come across it, you shoot it. That's, that's it. You know? I've got a, a big enough gun to take care of it. And real quick, just two other real quick points. All right. um, I'm traveling tomorrow on a plane. I had to call the airline today and ask them if I could, in my check luggage, have a reciprocating saw, a hammer drill, and a gun. And luckily, all three are fine in check baggage if you, as long as you declare them. 
I'm, just, I'm surprised that they let you have the reciprocating saw. That's good to know. Quick, <laughs> quick with your second point, Jason. Real quick, I'm a. I've never voted for anything other than a Republican, except in a couple of isolated incidents. And all I want to tell every Republican out there is, you know something? Once you decide to go libertarian, I was scared off by the legalization of drug emphasis, but once you decide that you're not going to put up with it anymore, it's a very liberating feeling. This is the first time I'm not going to vote for a Republican for president, and I feel okay about it. Good. Because the Republicans, you know, they're lying. You well, know, it, Unfortunately, I, same here. You know, I voted Republican for a long time in my life, and... Because now you can feel clean. You you can feel clean for, for the very game. first time walking out of the voting booth. Well, they they make they may bring someone to the table next time, but I just can't vote for McCain. He's just lied to me. He stabbed me in the back. Well, now McCain doesn't times. have it yet. It's possible he could have a heart attack, and then maybe Ron Paul would end up with the nomination. Well, anything can happen. Uh, yeah, but you know something. I, I don't wish anyone ill, but in some way. I'm like you. That almost might be the best thing in the long run. But, <laughs> Thanks for the call tonight, Jason. He won't release his medical records. We appreciate it, sir. 800-259-9231. I'm not hoping for anything bad for John McCain, but, uh, it, of course, me hoping wouldn't make the least bit of difference. Um, but he hasn't released his medical records, and, I, and he's, he's a rather old man, and I, I just wonder why. You know, and he's, he's had a hard life. He was in uh, a, a prison camp for Plus, he's angry. Years. He's angry a lot, so that could very well lead to a heart attack. As a matter of right? fact, type I, a personality? I, I read a story that uh, apparently at one point he had gotten into a physical altercation with one of his uh, uh, fellows up there in the uh, the Senate. Hmm. Well, whatever. Uh, hey, real quick, before we continue with the phone calls, just uh, as an aside, I don't want to go off on too much of a tangent, but just to make a quick point, since Jason meant, or mentioned that one of his objections to the, the liberty movement was the whole legalization of drugs thing, uh, from a conservative's perspective, and that's where he was coming from, what you really need to look at, if you're concerned about this particular issue, if this is something that's holding you back, then look at the numbers. Look at the money. Conservatives are concerned about money, right, and spending. Yep. Look at the billions upon billions, hundreds of billions of dollars have been spent, probably over a trillion at this point, in, in you know, enforcing this war on drugs. And what do you have for it? You've got more drugs than ever before. You've got more dangerous drugs than ever before. You've got more drug-related violence than ever before. The war on drugs has created the opposite of its original intentions, and it continues to suck money from the taxpayer, uh, from the taxpayers of America at all levels, federal, state, and local, uh, as a result of, of all of that, no, nothing has been successful. Right. We, we've and lost it, our civil liberties as well, if you care about that, too. And making drugs legal doesn't condone drugs any more than not making tobacco legal condones smoking. Look, we can handle this in a nonviolent fashion that doesn't uh, result in locking people up. I'm a former Republican, believe me. Uh, the the whole idea of legalizing hard drugs like uh, cocaine and heroin it took it took a little little bit of uh, studying and uh, and convincing for me to uh, see that that was the way to do it. But that really is the way to do it. We continue with your phone calls. We go to Matt in Florida, listening on WFTL. Hello, Matt. Gentlemen, this is such an honor because honestly, I've been listening for about three, two or three months now. And I have to tell you, every time I try to call in, I wait on the phone, and then I get to where I'm going, and I have to hang up. <laughs> so I'm more than happy to talk to you guys. The, the honor is ours. Uh, what's on your mind tonight? Well, first, let me just say, you guys have some interesting callers, because I've never heard of people calling about chemical spills that airplanes spit out by the government or anything. It was interesting. What's on well, my those, mind, those though, are kooks. Is, those people are kooks. <laughs> I remember that lady very well. She actually haunts me. But <laughs> my my question is this. I live in a household that is very, 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 very politically divided. Hmm. My sister 
doesn't care about politics. Okay. I, I, I just it's the way it happens. She sure. Out, but she still doesn't care about politics. I don't blame my her. Father, politics sucks. Well, yeah, I know. But my father is a diehard Republican. My father is such a diehard Republican that when my father got a picture, you know George Bush sends out those pictures saying thank you for blah, blah, blah. Yeah, he only sends them to the people that pay a certain amount to his uh, election campaign. So your dad must have really given a a decent amount. But uh, my father thinks that it was signed by George Bush himself. Ah, so he keeps it. That's how much of a diehard Republican he is. There you go. So you mean it wasn't signed? Diehard, he's in denial. Wait, it wasn't signed by George Bush? It was a printed you know, signature? It's shocking. I, I am kind of shocked by that. It would seem like if someone's going to donate a, you know, a grand or however, what the, whatever the threshold is, it's probably at least a grand, if not a, f- a few grand. If someone's going to donate you know, the maximum uh, to your political campaign, is it really that big of a deal to whisk your pen over a, a photograph? Have you never heard of an auto pen? I, no. Well, I never now have. you have. I know you wanted to continue, Matt. I hope you don't get to your destination. We'll bring you back. 800-259-9231. We'll find out about his uh, political divide in his family, and we'll talk about that in your calls as well. This is Free Talk Live. This is Free Talk Live. It is the live Saturday edition of the program. You can bring up whatever's on your mind via the toll-free number at 800-259-9231. SACL CAI toll-free line. That's 800-259-9231. And you can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. All the features on the site are free, so enjoy them on us. And if you like the show and you want to help support Free Talk Live, then go buy some great Free Talk Live branded merchandise. Like Free Talk Live t-shirts, hats, hoodies. Though it's getting warmer now. It was like 70 degrees up here in New Hampshire today, Mm. uh, amazingly enough. So probably not a good time to wear a hoodie, but buy it anyway. Head on over to store.freetalklive.com. We've got so many different great Free Talk Live hats. It's perfect weather for a ball cap. Yep, no doubt about that. We've got plenty of uh, Free Talk Live ball caps. Yep, so head on over to store.freetalklive.com as we go back to your phone calls. Matt in Florida listening on WFTL. You've just begun telling us about your politically diverse or divided family. Sister, not interested in politics whatsoever. Dad, hardcore Republican, you know, donated the maximum to the Bush campaign. And you were, you'd left off there. So do continue sir thank you and i'm driving around the block i want you to know that (laughs) thank you i hope my girlfriend can wait but um okay so my sister doesn't care about politics my father's a diehard republican my mother's a diehard democrat really hoping to vote for hillary and i am the lone ron paul in in the family wow that is quite a uh quite a mix so here's my problem we can't even have dinner anymore. Oh man! I mean, it, it's. I mean, when I go home, people laugh at us because they know that whenever some whenever somebody gets up from the table, I always get this thing where, how do you live in your house? It's impossible, fellas. What do I do? Well, um, what do I do? How old are you? First of all, my girlfriend is also a Ron Paul. I want to get a little more baseline info. Uh, how old are you? Are you high school or college age or? Where do you live? You live at home with your parents? What's your situation? Well, I'm 20. I'm currently sitting in Florida right now, but I'm from Chicago, so my parents are up in Chicago. I see. So you do not live with your parents. It's just the occasional kind of holiday get-together. How often are you getting together with the parents? As of now, while I'm at school, I see them over Christmas, which is about three weeks, and then I get a week off in March. And that's about it. 
occasionally if my mother gets sick, I go home and take care of her, but that's about it. So what is it like when you come to, to visit mom and dad? Just paint a picture for us. Uh, you know, you're, 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 com- you're coming home to visit, and there's dinner, and who starts it? I mean, where, where does the, uh, the conflict begin? Well, we're sitting there. I normally end up eating breakfast for dinner. It's just how I operate. Mm-hmm. I love breakfast. Can't help it. And all of a sudden, either somebody brings up a political joke. It doesn't matter. I, I don't because I don't want to hear it. But my mother and my father will bring up a political joke, or we have a tendency to watch the news. Uh, mm, that'll do it. At 6 o'clock in Chicago, because then after 6, the 6 o'clock news, I don't know. Everybody loves Raymond comes on or something, and we're all happy. But during that little period of time, somebody mentioned something on the news about politics, mm-hmm. and the table explodes. Wow. And we start arguing, and it's going back and forth. The dog goes and hides because he knows he's going to hear it. So, okay. Well, are, this so is, you're looking for suggestions as to how to avoid this? This is how my family was, by the way. My mother was a diehard Republican, and my father was a he was the the president of the union in uh, in Bradenton, Florida. Okay, so I mean, you know, he was a Democrat guy, and essentially every time they voted. Their votes would cancel each other out, um, <laughs> it's, it's, so they might as well neither Stay have home. bothered going to the polls yeah. um, on the, the big elections. At least, like on little ones, they tend to you know whether it was nonpartisan, they could they could get together a little bit more. But uh, it, it's it's funny these divided houses. So is is what you're asking for suggestions as to how to avoid this conflict? Well, yeah. See, the only thing is though is that when my father comes home, he needs three things. He needs his chicken, which he has every night without fail. Good heavens. He needs his chair, and he needs to take his pants off. That's it. That's what he does. <laughs> and he needs the news. Okay. Well, so, oh, so he has to watch the news. If you're coming home for a visit, you can't just say, look, I'm going to come home, but you know, I, I'm not interested in having political conversations with you guys because everyone just gets I mean, too it heated. Has to happen. Huh? He's a lawyer. It's kind of a requisite. Mm-hmm. So who who loses it? I mean, are you just so frustrated that you don't want to keep showing up, or is it mom or dad that just throws up, throws in the towel and gets gets frustrated? Who's really the most um, you know upset at all this? You know, I'm honest, to God, I don't really start screaming at at the minute it starts. I just start eating really fast. Mm. I mean, like I can finish a couple fried eggs in like thirty seconds if I try, and I'm just like, thanks for dinner, and I go upstairs, and then I can hear it. Like, wow. I'll be in my room listening to Moby or uh, just reading a book, and all of a sudden, or reading a book and listening to Moby at the same time. And well, all they, I could sure, say I here is it. is that, uh, you know, if spending quality time with your parents is important to you, and it sounds like it is because you're frustrated about this. It is. I love my family. I do. If it's important to you, then crazy. maybe you should take, you know, sit down with them when they're not talking about one of these issues, when they're calm, and sit down with them and say, look, you know, I love coming home to see you guys, but you you start these uh, political arguments, and you know that none of us agree on this, so why do we even need to go there? It just makes me want to get away from the table sooner, and that's not what I want to do. Perhaps we could just make a, you know, a gentleman's agreement and not get on to those topics. Just keep it simple. Keep it small talk. Talk about school. You know, talk about the weather. Talk about their job, if they're still working. You know, talk about little things like that. And, uh, that, you know, let them know how you feel. And if they care enough, then hopefully they'll stay away from those topics. All right. Thank you, guys. And before I go, can I ask you guys one favor? Yes, sir. I love it when people call in and ask what the show's all about. So if you could just, if I were to ask you what the show's all about, can you just tell me for the 
fake that I I'm like your biggest fan. Free talk. Free Talk Live is, uh, it, it, you I'm know, it's, it's, it's really... I'll do your laundry. <laughs> no need. Um, free Talk Live is really just a show about the uh, the calls, you know, the callers. It, it, the reason that we didn't name it the Ian and Mark show was because, well, it's it's really not a show about us. It's about what other people think and that kind of thing. Now, we do take the issues. We're both libertarians. We take the issues from a pro-liberty standpoint. I prefer standpoint. free marketeer. Yeah, well, I, I prefer to call you nuts, but... Huh. Whatever, um, and we we take we take those issues from liberty standpoints, but people call in about anything. Fried eggs, for instance. Sure thing. Huh. Matt, thank you but, for the uh, call tonight, dude. We really appreciate hearing from you, and good luck with your parents. You know, I don't, I have the opposite problem uh, as as Matt. My mother doesn't want to get anywhere near any sort of issue related conversations with me because she knows I'm going to chew her up and spit her out. Well, I mean, you do it for a living, you know. <laughs> Well, I mean, anybody – it's not that hard to get the liberty perspective. I mean, you, once you understand the principle, that is that we don't want to initiate force on anybody. Right. What, and, okay, whatever your, whatever your great plan is, whether it's a war or to feed the poor or uh, to, to, to stop the violence in Darfur or uh, to, to, to get uh, – whatever it is you want to do. Stop the immigrants from coming across the border. You, you pick your issue. Got a good immigration email coming up the, later. The question is, are you going to force me to pay for it? And if so, it's a crappy idea. Right. Because if the only way that you can come up with uh, you know, solving your problems is to use the force of government in the form of taxes um, you know, to, to get me involved, or even the draft, some people will bring that thing up. Oh, my mm. God. Um, then, then your plan stinks. Yep. You're, you're uninventive. So she doesn't even want to talk to me about it. So I can't do anything but talk about uh, nonsense. When I am uh, sitting around with dinner uh, with my parents. That's just how it is for me. So uh, good luck to you, Matt, in uh, trying to get your parents to calm down and talk about some things that actually interest you and don't get the conversation all heated. Let's continue with your calls and talk to Gary in Florida, listening on WFTL. Hello, Gary. Hi, thank you. Uh, I'd like to uh, mention something that I found uh, very interesting today. I was at a global human rights torch relay in uh, South Miami, hmm. and I met a couple of very interesting people. One was a lady named Yen Ling, and another was a man named Sherwood. And Yen Ling had just been able to get out of uh, communist China, hmm. and she said that she was doing this uh, exercise system called Falun Gong, and, and it became more popular than the Communist Party. So just out of jealousy, she said that the Communist Party tried to prove they could control people. So... They, they outlawed this exercise system, and her father was in the uh, Air Force Academy. He was a teacher. Her mother was a teacher there. And, and they made them sign things. And then when they found out that Yan Ling, this lady whom I met, they found out that she was doing this exercise system, they took her to a detention center and tried to brainwash her to give up the exercise system. And then this other guy, Sherwood, he was uh, a Chinese guy, too. And he said that he exposes what goes on in slave labor camps. And uh, he, he had some interesting data, and he had some pictures, and he showed how the uh, Communist Party takes advantage of slave labor, and uh, a lot of the products are entering our country now. And he said that his family, his parents are back in Beijing, and, and he's taking an incredible risk to expose that because the, the party knows 
Oh, yeah. yeah, they could go after his family. I could totally understand that. You, um, you know, they use slave labor to uh, to make products here in the United States. Many companies uh, use convicts uh, for labor. It's a little worse, though, over in China. Yeah, Thank sure. you for the call I mean, tonight. The dude, prisons are uh, stink. It's we a, appreciate it. More on the way. Hour two's coming up. This is your show. It's Free Talk Live. Our archives, website, and podcast will continue to stay free. But if you think other people deserve to hear this show, consider becoming a Free Talk Live amplifier for just $3 a month at amp.freetalklive.com. Help free some minds. Visit amp.freetalklive.com. This is Free Talk Live. We are launching into hour number two of the live Saturday edition of the program. You can bring up whatever's on your mind via the toll-free number 800-259-9231, the SACL CAI toll-free line. It is Ian here with you. And Mark. 1-800-259-9231. Join us on our website at freetalklive.com. All the features on the site are free, so enjoy those on us. Again, freetalklive.com. Rolling right back into your phone calls, we go to Dan in Texas. Dan, you're on Free Talk Live. Hello. Greetings from the great state of Texas, gentlemen. Hey, Dan. What's on your mind? Um, I just am amazed at the amount of people that are calling in. A lot of it's political. A lot of it has other focuses on it. But what I'm curious about is, have either one of you guys been told or have you heard anything about the fact that the Pentagon has ordered a number of bunker buster-type bombs uh, with a directive that they be ready for deployment by the end of April? No, I have not heard this. And are you talking about deploying them in Iraq or Iran uh, or where? Getting ready to use them in Iran. Oh, boy. Yes, no, this this is not news I have come across. Uh, at current, war drills are underway in Israel. Uh, they're doing the thing where they're playing like nuclear bombs, hit certain parts of different cities, and they're doing mass evacuations and stuff, hmm. using the nuke suits, the gas mask, and so forth. And even Ehud Barak over there is saying that something huge is about to happen. Now then, Dick Cheney ordered the Abraham Lincoln strike force to steam to the Persian Gulf immediately some days ago. I'm so, surprised it's not there with uh, with the Iraq conflict going on. I'm surprised it's not there already. Well, there's a lot. There's always there have been saber-rattling going on for a while now in this Iran thing, and many people have predicted that uh, something will go down before the election this year. And uh, it sounds like uh, if what you're saying is true, and I have no reason to disbelieve you, uh, then it sounds like things are kind of gearing up, which, of course, is bad news for freedom. Uh, yes, sir. And in fact, uh, uh, the general rumor mill is saying they're going to hit them somewhere before the middle of the month in May. Well, all I can do is hope that you're wrong at this point. Uh, I'm, I'm just really disturbed, though, at the amount of callers calling in to you that there's not more people that are truly concerned about what is about to happen and, and, you know, well, it may just be they didn't know. I mean, it may be that, uh, you know, this news was buried. It certainly hasn't been at the top of uh, any headlines. Yeah, it, ha- it isn't getting the kind of play that the, uh, the Iraq war did when, when we began that. I mean, you could, you could tell we were going in. Um, there was the threats were we? made. I didn't go anywhere. Oh, God. Well, get it right, Mark. You <laughs> talk in collectivist speak or you don't. Okay, so I'm talking in collectivist speak. All right, we, then, the United States of America, <laughs> um, we're, we're, there was plenty of talking going on before the Iraq conflict that, uh, in, in fact, uh, you know, the United States was going to attack Iraq, and that's what happened. I hope you're wrong, Dan. I hope you're wrong. Any other thoughts? The part about uh, the drills in Israel has been on the national news briefly, you know. <laughs> yeah. Very briefly. I, um, I, I did hear about it, but... 
Yeah, that's usually all that you get nowadays. Is I mean, they, they don't even let you take pictures of the caskets. So there's definitely a media lockdown on a lot of this war stuff. And uh, and I think it's absolutely outrageous. But uh, again, all we can really do is is watch and wait at this point and, and see what happens. I mean, I always recommend not paying taxes as uh, as sort of a way to starve the beast. But, of course, they can always print out their own money. So really, that in the long run won't make a difference either. Thank you for the call tonight, Dan. And thank you for bringing that to our attention. We appreciate it. 800-259-9231. Mac. In Georgia, on the amp line, hello, Mac. How's it going, guys? Hey, what's hey, on man. your mind tonight? Um, Two things. First of all, I got called up. Called for what? Um, That's a, that's a very, very, very big training exercise for my state guard unit. We're supporting um, Red Cross, um, Red Cross and a couple of other nonprofit organizations for disaster relief on top of um, about five or six National Guard units from about five or six states. Mm-hmm. They're doing, um, I'm trying to remember what the darn thing is. Oh, they're doing an the exercise, earthquake, disaster relief exercise. That's a big earthquake. Uh-huh. Uh, most people don't know, but the area that my, my unit is, it serves, is located on a big fault line. In Georgia? And no, this is South Carolina. Oh, South Carolina. I didn't know they had fault lines. I guess just yeah, there aren't very many earthquakes either. out east. Yeah, it's, it's a dormant fault line, but it's kind of like one of those um hundred year things. Yeah, hundred two hundred year things earthquake can happen. Gotcha. And they got these national guard units coming from about five or six different states, including South Carolina, Georgia, Tennessee, and I can't remember the rest. They got um United Way, Red Cross. The county emergency management that we'll be working with, in this case, on Beaufort County. And a couple of organizations, I can't remember. I've been here all night trying to remember. Well, I'm sure you've been called out for training before. Why is this worth even talking about? This is one of the bigger training. You can just think about how much it would cost. Something unusual <laughs> for, about you know, this one. For maybe 100, something that happens maybe 100, 200 years. What is it that they're training you for, anyway? I mean, what is it, locking people down and taking their guns away? That's what the National Guard did uh, in the uh, after the aftermath of Katrina. In this case, disaster relief. But what, what really kind of um, got my curiosity is that they have a contingent of armed MPs from the South Carolina Army National Guard to, quote-unquote, guard this big exercise. To guard the exercise? Yeah. It's very strange. Very strange. So what else were you calling in about tonight? Um, I came across a site called um, Prosper.com, and the reason I bring this up is that it's a site where you can sign up for loans, but you don't go, you don't get loans through companies. You get mm-hmm. loans through people who actually have portfolios on this particular website, and they bid to service your loan. Oh, that's pretty cool. What, how, I mean, what size loans are we talking about? Like a home loan or just little loans, like a couple thousand bucks? Personal loans and business loans are going to the site. I took a look at it this morning because I, I heard about it. I caught the telling of a news story that was talking about it. What was the so site? Can you spell the site out? Just Prosper, right? Prosper? 
Yeah, Prosper. Oh yeah, yeah. That's what that's come up on the show before, and I think there's another one uh, that's in competition with it. But but essentially, as I understood it, it's kind of like micro loans that are dis- uh, distributed uh, uh, across a whole bunch of people. So if you go in and you need to get uh, a couple thousand bucks, it doesn't come from one person. It might come from you know twenty people or uh, or a hundred people or something like that. Only loaning five bucks or or ten bucks out. That way, their risk is very very minimal. And uh, you know, if they lose the money, then it's it's not so much of a big deal. And there's also reputation ratings that factor in, and it's very interesting in that in that uh, yeah. individuals can actually participate in loaning money, and they make the percentage on it instead of some bank or something like that. It's the individual participants. It's very neat stuff. Mac, thank you for the call tonight. Yeah, uh, I wonder what the um what the government gonna say about it. You know, they always gotta put their hand into it. Yeah, it seems yeah, like they've left it alone so far. Doing the, well, the good news is the government, it's slow. So the marketplace and especially the Internet uh, can move so much faster than the government people can. I mean, the government people have been trying to figure out for years how to tax the Internet. But by the time they figure out a, a legitimate model for taxation, the Internet has changed to where the old model doesn't apply anymore. So, uh, you know, the government That's probably right. hasn't even figured this one out yet, Mac. Thank you for the call tonight, dude. We appreciate okay. it as always. 800-259-9231. At some point, the uh, technological advances are going to happen so quickly, and I, in fact, one could argue they already are, uh, the, the technology is going to change so fast, government will never be able to catch up, and it really, it's, it's going to be at that point that we're really going to have to cut the strings and say, okay, no more need for this government stuff, let's move ahead with freedom and uh, in our lives. Well, uh, I would certainly, I'm all for freedom in our lives, but um, I remember at one point they were, they were talking, I heard that they were going to tax emails. Well, now we get so many spam emails that that's it's a, a government. It's a rumor. Yeah, that's, I, I, that's one of those forwarded emails. That's, that's why I didn't say uh, they were talking about it. That's why I, I, I heard yeah. um, that they were going to tax emails, but now you get so many spam emails. Can you imagine if the government <laughs> tried to go that way? Again, all of this would require some major implementation at the ISP level. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's just, and also what you have going for, the, the internet has going for it is that it's already pretty free and people like that level of freedom and they don't really want to let it go. And there's a lot of liberty minded people that are kind of behind the scenes in the tech world. A lot of tech people are liberty minded. And so they put up a good fight whenever there's some new proposal on the table. Uh, that's why we haven't seen very much internet regulation. Yeah, they want to ban you know, they want to ban Internet gambling, but they had to go through the banks in order to make that one work. Yeah, they couldn't ban the, the sites. It didn't work. Right. 800-259-9231. They can't touch the Pirate Bay, the Pirate sites. You can't hit those guys. Uh, so if, you're, if your website's on the Internet, you're, it's pretty tough for the government to go after you. More coming up. Free Talk Live. This is Free Talk Live. It is the live Saturday edition of the program. You can take control of the airwaves via the toll-free number at 1-800-259-9231. SACL CAI toll-free line. It is Ian here with you. And Mark. And you can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. The features on the site are free, so enjoy those on us, including... The Wiki, over 1,500 pages created by listeners just like you. You can go to wiki.freetalklive.com to get interactive and edit virtually anything that you see. It's like the listener editable version of our website. Go to wiki.freetalklive.com and have a good time. Is another fad diet really the answer to losing your extra pounds or working out and eating right no longer helping you lose weight? If you can relate to that, then go read the story of a doctor who lost 37 pounds in one month and has kept it off. See actual before and after pictures and read his story at notfatanymore.com. 
Want to get off the fad diet roller coaster forever? Then check out notfatanymore.com. 800-259-9231. Oh, it is that time again. Time for a little immigration email. Game on. Oh, boy. Because uh, whenever the immigration issue comes up on the show, it usually results... I mean, it's very rare that someone will... Um, very rare issue on the show that someone will ta- tap out an email immediately after we talk about it. But immigration pretty much guarantees an email. If we talk immigration, especially on the Saturday show, somebody who's hearing us for the very first time gets very, very upset at what we have to say and we writes have, an email. We have a, a, you know, a belief system that is uh, it, it's rare in America um, because, it, it, you know, more you mean principled. Well, you can call it what you wish. Yeah. Um, more or less, both Republicans and Democrats agree that we need to you know, stem the tide of, of illegal immigrant, uh, immigrants coming across our southern border. They'll use different kind of reasons. Our culture, jobs, uh, terrorists. It's an invasion. Uh, you know, uh, they'll start talking, start, start talking about diseases. They kill that, dogs. <laughs> Drug dealers. <laughs> they'll uh, they'll dehumanize the uh, the immigrants coming. The murderers. And, whereas we believe that free people should be able to move across borders freely. But we also believe in private property. Right. So if you've got private property, you don't want people moving across it. Well, you should be able to have them not move across your we private property. We also don't believe in uh, social programs like welfare or uh, right. you know public schools or anything like that, where you know immigrants that w- want free things can come across the border and just soak up all the free stuff. That's not what this country was supposed to be. About. I don't see any reason why. I should have to pay to, uh, you know, for the education of an illegal immigrant or the education of uh, my neighbor, you know, somebody, somebody out in California or any of that stuff. Exactly. You had a kid. You should um, educate that child. It should be your responsibility. No doubt about it. Let's jump into the email from Randy. He says, I listened to your show uh, from March 8th, and I must take issue with your utopian ideas regarding immigration. First, let's define immigration, the legal process one engages to move their allegiance from one political jurisdiction to another political jurisdiction. Well, that's a convenient little definition that includes legal. Um, why is it that uh, a person needs to have the permission of bureaucrats and uh, politicians to be able to move from one location to the next? I mean, as a human being, don't I have the right to travel? To move from one place to another, didn't haven't humans always been um, been able to do just that? Aren't we endowed with our by our Creator with these sorts of rights? Now, I'll admit I shouldn't be able to just trumps through your living room, but well, that's private property. But when you're talking about uh, right of ways and that kind of thing, shouldn't free people be able to move about? Yeah, and and what is the term political jurisdiction anyway? Uh, can you define that for me? Well, it's the biggest gang in the area controls a uh, particular plot of land. So the, wait, wait uh, the, but, the gang says this is our turf, and okay. if you come on our turf, you've got to have our permission. So he says that immigration is a legal process to move one, you move your allegiance from one political jurisdiction to another political jurisdiction. Well, what if I don't have an allegiance to a political jurisdiction? I don't believe I have an allegiance to any politician or any governmental system or jurisdiction, whatever that is. I believe that I'm a free man, and that if I want to move my free self somewhere else, I should be free to do that. I don't need to ask government permission. I don't need to ask their permission, because who the hell are they? They are the biggest gang around. Well, exactly. Let me continue the email. He says, the key word is allegiance. Your contention that everyone should be free, he puts that in quotes, to go wherever they want, whenever they want, including crossing international borders unannounced, defies not only law in every nation on this planet, but the construct of social structure. 
You are advocating migratory anarchy and total lack of allegiance. If we lived on a planet of universal love, that might work. But we all must admit our planet is currently the world of universal deceit. Well, he certainly thinks that his neighbors are bad people. <laughs> um, and, you know, and, and I'll admit that uh, if you believe in the philosophy of liberty, you really do have to believe that other people are n- pretty good. Mm-hmm. Um, and y- if you believe the world's a big, scary place where other people are out to get you, like maybe the philosophy of liberty won't work for you very well. However, um, if you do believe that, then what you're doing is you're entrusting, uh, you know, you're, you're taking this, you're creating this big weapon, this weapon called government, and you're entrusting it to the people that would uh, rule. And those people, to me, are the biggest and scariest of all. Absolutely. Some, um, some people that want to come across the border and wash our dishes and cut our lawns, they don't scare me. Nope. Whereas uh, I've this, met some of them, they're the, real nice. The giant bureaucratic mess that we're creating uh, with, with you know controlling illegal immigrants with internal checkpoints. By internal, I mean inside the United States, not at the border. Fifty I mean, miles north of the border. Inside yep. the border, they stop you and ask you what your citizenship is, and I, I assume they uh, take the opportunity to look look in your car window and I don't know, see if you got a join or whatever it is that they yeah. they do at these. Uh, these checkpoints. Um, they also uh, require businesses to fill out all kinds of paperwork. Yeah, and it's just to the get point worse. where um, you, you essentially have to hire somebody to handle, or w- at least in the very near future, we'll have to hire somebody to simply handle your immigration status of all your employees, mm-hmm. which, of course, costs more. I mean, you know, that costs money, and then that that money is passed on to the consumer. Me and, and imagine what will happen if the you bureaucrats forget. on the other side. That's taxes that costs are passed on to me. And, you know, you propose this this real big system that stinks so badly that you've got to force me to pay for it. And what happens if you uh, in your business that you mentioned, Mark, what happens if the person who's filling out that immigration paperwork forgets to cross the right T's and dot the right I's? Oh, God, you're going to you're in big trouble. You've got a raid on your hands. They do. They, they, they're raiding businesses. Um, you know, government agents, immigration agents are raiding businesses here in America looking for illegal immigrants. They're separating families. This this crap just won't do. But Mark, I don't he says, want I don't want guys in jackboots um, and helmets saying papers please. Not in America. It's happening. It's absolutely it's happening America. right now. It's ab- absolutely happening. And when this doesn't work, when illegal immigrants aren't uh, stopped by the measures that we put in place, because government fails at just about everything sure. it does, um, what are we going to do next? Is it going to be house to house searches, knocks on doors? Excuse me. We have to look in here for illegal immigrants. I'm going to have to ask you to allow me inside to look for illegal immigrants. We've, we've had people tell us they'd be A-OK with that. That'd be fine by them. It's, Scary stuff. I, and, and as far as I'm concerned, you know, those people would question my patriotism in, in allowing uh, people to come across the border. But I've got to question those people's patriotism. If you aren't asking the government questions... Um, if, if, you know, you just let uh, the government, uh, you know, put together a police force and go from house to house, you know, I got to question your patriotism because you don't sound like the founding fathers that, uh, you know, put up, like a pathetic loser that, that put together the Third Amendment that said no soldier shall in any, any time of peace be quartered in any house without consent of the owner nor in time of war, but in a manner prescribed by the law. 
do we? I mean, does, does that sound like like the kind of person that trust trusted a bunch of armed government uh, employees? Eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one. You're welcome to chime in on this. I've only gotten through his first paragraph, Mark. He's got a lot more to Not say sure. about immigration, and we'll take your calls about whatever's on your mind. This is your show. It is Free Talk Live. One of the bonuses you'll get as a Free Talk Live amplifier is access to our classic archives. For just $3 a month, you can become an amplifier, and you'll help us get on more radio stations and MP3 players. Get the details at amp.freetalklive.com. That's amp.freetalklive.com. This is Free Talk Live. It is the live Saturday edition of the program. You can bring up what you want toll-free at 800-259-9231. That is the SACL CAI toll-free line, and it's Ian here with you. And Mark. And you can join us online at freetalklive.com. We've got the Shrine of Female listeners, the dozens of ladies who've taken the time to send us their validated photo and prove they listened to the show. Just head over to shrine.freetalklive.com. See what it's all about. That's shrine.freetalklive.com. SACL CAI has a full-orbed approach to account recovery. It's really three companies in one. They do collections, early out billing, and they purchase charged-off receivables. SACL knows the way they treat your customer reflects on you. Their staff is respectful. They record every call, and they have the best equipment money can buy. So your business is handled as efficiently as possible. See their banner at freetalklive.com. That's SACL CAI. We continue with the email here from Randy. He's very upset. How dare we advocate freedom to cross borders freely? Which, what are borders anyway beyond lines on a map? Yeah, that's lines, all they are. Lines in the sand. Uh, let me continue, though, with his allegations here. Uh, he says, Orderly society has long held that some form of government is necessary, and as such, that government is responsible to the governed. As And if government has no idea who is residing within its political jurisdiction, how can it possibly be responsible at all? Well, you know, that's a nice little fantasy you're living in there, Randy. Uh, but I think if you just take a, I don't know, a cursory glance at a few Supreme Court cases, you'll find out that government has no responsibility whatsoever. Uh, you might believe that the police's job, for instance, is to protect and serve you, because it says that on the side of their police cars. It must be true, right? Well, guess what? Turns out that the Supreme Court has ruled over and over again that no government agency has any obligation whatsoever to provide you with anything, especially right. protection. In, if that were so, um, and you know, I, I believe that there's some good men on the police force, and, and women too, that would throw themselves in, in the path of a flying bullet to, to save your life. However, they're usually not there, and if if um, that were if it were so that they that they had an obligation to protect you, then if you got robbed at gunpoint, the government would be responsible for making you whole, and they're not. Um, if you're robbed at gunpoint, you're just robbed. Maybe your insurance company might make you whole, depending on what kind of policy you have. Sure. But uh, the government isn't responsible. Also, uh, let's see. He says orderly society has long held. Is that a little collectivism right there? I mean, to suggest that society can possibly have opinions? Sorry. Doesn't society work doesn't that exist. Way. Right. Um, there is no such thing as society. He's got an opinion, and I've got an opinion, and they differ. Right. There are voluntary associations of individuals, which is what a society is supposed to be. If you, you know, look up the, uh, the definition of society, it's a voluntary association of individuals who have gotten together for a common purpose. And they can disband themselves at any old time. So to suggest that society says this or society does that is just, you're just living in a fantasy, I'm afraid. Uh, just supporting guys with guns that right. want to uh, you know, keep their jobs so, as bureaucrats and that kind of thing. Right, and also, just because government has been around for the last, oh, I don't know, as long as we can remember, doesn't mean that it's necessary. 
that's a logical fallacy. Just because something has been a certain way in the past doesn't mean it necessarily should be that way or should remain that way in, into the future. Well, I'm not saying that uh, government should should disappear overnight or anything like that. But I, I'm I, not saying it should be overnight. I think that it's I think two that nights. The, the immigration problem can be <laughs> solved uh, r- relatively quickly, even with a government. I don't think that for one, I don't see I where the question, problem is. Um, whether the Constitution actually gives uh, gives it the power, you, you know, and I can't make the best argument for that. I'm no constitutional scholar, but why can't Florida make, uh, uh, you know, I mean, Florida's being inundated with uh, with immigrants from all over the United States that are coming there and and they're they're voting their way. As a matter of fact, I'm a na- I was a native of Florida. I lived in uh, Sarasota, and Manatee counties most of my life, and we were just wrought with little pink, wrinkly people with white hair from all over America, and they <laughs> would come there and they would vote their way and they'd try to change the system for theirs for for their little means and the devices and. And why couldn't Florida make some rule? Yeah, keep those old people out. Right? I mean, why does it have to be the United <laughs> States government that uh, um, you know gets to gets to decide uh, wh- who gets to go where? Let me continue with Randy's email. He says, for centuries, mankind has struggled to determine what form of government is most functional. I believe the founders of the United States of America came as close to that ideal as has been found to date. Our problem is that we do not operate by their instruction and therefore have devolved into a lesser form of well, government. He's taking it as a given that, the, in fact, the Constitution gives the uh, United States of America the right to um, you know, control immigration, and it really doesn't. Um, if you read your Constitution, it's it pretty specific. mentions naturalization. Which is different. It, 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 and um, it says that uh, it can't control you know, immigration into the original 13 states. And it's very convoluted. And the first uh, control of um, immigration at all in the United States wasn't done um, until the 1870s. That tells me that if, if they didn't put any restriction on immigration until the 1870s, it took them 100 years to do that, that that was a power that was granted by the Supreme Court with the ever-growing government. Um, you know, government just wasn't that big and didn't control those things at that time, at the time that the Constitution was written. He says, uh, we don't operate by their instruction and therefore have devolved into a lesser form of government, and that is why our society is breaking down and the governed are disillusioned. Well, when he says we don't operate by their instruction, I presume he means the government people aren't operating by the instructions the Founding Fathers put forth, which... To suggest that uh, you know the founding fathers came as close to the ideal form of government as possible may be true. You know this may be the best uh, possible experiment in government uh, in all history, but it's been a colossal failure as all other governments have been because once again people in search of power are not the people that are most likely to obey the rules. Right. Um, you know the the founding fathers envisioned a limited central government and we have basically an unlimited central government at this point they control everything from our schools to uh you know the, the military to to immigration everything to the, to the food we eat sure i mean yeah the the, the food and drug administration Continues, the solution is not further devolvement, it's adherence to what made this country successful, which, according to him, is keeping people out. What? Uh, freedom is not free. Oh, the, absolutely. That, that This is, we, look, America, ha, America has, and, and all people in general, have a long lineage of hating outsiders. Um, 
Benjamin Franklin was writing about before we even penned they um, you know the founding fathers even penned the uh, uh, the Declaration of Independence how dangerous all the German immigrants were in mm. Pennsylvania he was scared of the Germans and you know the 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 Bringing Italians sauerkraut in right uh, you know the the uh, Irish were as bad as dogs the Italians were a bunch of criminals you know we have heard it all the Chinese people they had laws against specifically just Chinamen um, immigrating the United States we are so blessed by the Asian people that have moved to this country. They work so hard. All of the above. All of the above. (laughs) They're all wonderful. Absolutely. But um, no one could dispute that the... um the Asian people work their butts off. Right. And I, I say that I say bring them on. Anybody yep. who wants the American dream, bring them here. Yeah, absolutely. That's what, what makes I this country do is great. I want to kick out the fascists. Well, but I can't get what I want either. Okay, true. <laughs> but but that is what made this country great, Mark. The the fact that people who were yearning for freedom could come somewhere and actually have a shot at making a better life for themselves, as opposed to living under some despot or dictatorship or... Make a better socialist. life for themselves and make a better life for us all. Because sure. when you open a business and you, you're you doing something uh, to benefit other people, and that's how you open, make money. They open businesses more often than uh, regular Americans right. do, by the way. Freedom, he says, is not free from duties necessary to preserve that freedom, namely personal responsibility. Hey, I'm all in favor of responsibility. Mm. Uh, we're all, we've all heard the expression freedom of choice, says Randy. The root of freedom is the ability to exercise choice. And we've turned over much of our choice to government in contradiction to our founding documents. Well, I'll, I'll agree with him on that statement, sure. In order to live in liberty, we must be responsible for ourselves, our actions, our livelihood, and for those new persons we bring into this world until they become responsible for themselves. Failure to be personally responsible eliminates any chance of having liberty, and part of being responsible is being a contributor to not a parasite, a contributor but not a parasite of your government. So I'll agree with all of that. Responsibility, personal responsibility, very critical to, uh, to having liberty, no doubt about it. But then he says illegal aliens are parasites. Illegal aliens are parasites. How can you even make a, a claim like that? Okay, yes, there are some people that come here and they live off of the taxpayer dole. So they're more parasitical than the people that uh, you know live, living off the dole that we've uh, we've set up. But it's I not mean, even close to the majority. This is the responsibility of the Americans that set up that system of the dole in the first place. Look, take yeah. your personal responsibility for having allowed this to happen, yeah, welfare s- to occur, public schools to occur. When Don't I, blame it on the illegal immigrants. Right. When I look at uh, government, I see a bunch of white. People. They're the ones that set up these wealth redistribution systems that you seem to hate so much, and I hate, I don't like them either. If, More if coming wanna, up. This is Free Talk Live. You can take control of the airwaves. Bring up anything. This is Free Talk Live. You can bring up anything. The toll-free number for you is 800-259-9231, and it's Ian here with you. And Mark. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line, by the way, 1-800-259-9231, and you can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. Hey, if you like the show and you want to help support Free Talk Live, then shop with us at amazon.freetalklive.com. You know Amazon. They're the world's largest Internet retailer. They sell pretty much everything. 41 categories to shop in, uh, everything from used items to new items, the brands you trust, free super saver shipping on a whole bunch of stuff, and probably the best darn prices you'll find anywhere. Go to amazon.freetalklive.com, start your shopping through that link, and Free Talk Live will get a cut, and you'll get the stuff you need. Go to amazon.freetalklive.com. We're going to get to these calls, but I want to finish this email here from Randy. He doesn't like... Immigrants. In fact, he believes that illegal aliens are parasites. Now, I don't know where you know. I don't know where he gets this from because the fact is, most people coming here, whether illegal or legal, 
are hardworking individuals who are looking for a better life for themselves. And who, by their third generation, speak almost exclusively English. Yep. So to suggest that they're all parasites just because they decide they don't want to jump through all the government paperwork and jump through the uh, government's absurd hoops, that you just don't understand what it takes to become a legal immigrant in America. It's insane. I mean, there's an insane process of waiting, thousands of dollars in fees, endless reams of paperwork that could very easily just happen to get lost, and then you have to start all over from scratch again. All of it intended, really, to just dissuade people from coming to the United States, which I don't want to. I want them to come here. I want them to work card, and I want them to achieve just like my ancestors did. He says they're not contributors, they're parasites, and they're not being responsible in any way, as they are being selfish. Selfish in that they go and they work on a hot roof all day. Selfish in that they're washing dishes in the back of your favorite restaurant. Selfish in that they're, you know, laying asphalt and doing, you know, landscaping work and things that you would probably never want to do with your time. Picking food. He says jumping our border is good for them no matter how much strain it puts on their host nation and its responsible taxpayers. Good for them and bad for us is clearly no deal for any nation. In addition, illegal aliens have no allegiance to their host country. Allegianceless parasites invading the United States has created many of the social, economic, and governmental problems we face today in the United States. You know, how convenient for you, Randy, that you can just blame the problems that we have in America on the immigrants. Look, the government created most of the problems we have you today. Know, they in were the doing this States. with the Irish. They were doing it with the Italians. This same sick, xenophobic philosophy has been around as long as there have been people around. And the problems that you can find here, and one of the problems that he seems to be concerned with, and rightly so, is wealth redistribution. That problem was created by white people in government. Not immigrants. It wasn't immigrants that created the welfare programs. Well, you can blame your white collect- next door neighbor for that. collectivist terms there with the white people in government because it wasn't entirely white people I in government. Br- but However, look at the, look at it, the if he's concerned it's with the mostly white guys. It was yeah, mostly. Um, but if he's concerned with uh, these issues, uh, you know, the taxpayer's burden, the taxpayer here in America um, has been lax in allowing their government to get so big and to have wealth redistribution programs. Yep. So look to the government if you see all these problems, because it has created the problems. Immigrants are just coming here looking for a better life. If there's someone sucking off the teat of the state, you should blame the state for offering the teat. Right. Let's get rid of the teat. Let's, you know, let's take the bowl of the saucer of milk out and stop blaming the stray cats for coming and wanting to lip, lap out of it. And also, you can really tell what kind of a nationalist this guy is, I mean, with his concern over allegiance. Look, I have no allegiance to the United States, and I live in America. Oh, I love um, the United States, and uh, however, I think that uh, the government itself has been the United States is the government by uh, the United States, America. It's all the same to me. Um, the, the the government has been corrupted by uh, politicians who want to. Make programs that benefit their friends and punish their enemies. Why would I want to have allegiance to those people? Why would I want to have allegiance to anything that goes on in Washington, D.C.? I have allegiance to the principles of liberty and freedom. Uh, as Anywhere, far as I'm concerned, that, make, that makes one a patriot because yeah. those are the concepts that the country was founded on, not xenophobia. He says, do you need more reason to be against illegal aliens being allowed to sap our resources, vote in our elections, and diminish our way of life? It's clear that government created this condition purposefully to enact legislation that further restricts citizens' liberty and enhance government's power and control. I agree we must resist new legislation that inhibits our liberty, but I disagree with the concept that we don't need to enforce our borders. Borders, language, and culture define a nation. Excellent. Where is Michael Savage? I I just heard him. Why do you think authority is working? 
working so hard to ignore our borders, abandon our language, and because dilute our culture. Because they benefit from it. Because politics is about punishing your enemies and rewarding your friends. And the big businesses do benefit off of illegal immigration because illegal immigrants are little more than slaves. When I can report somebody working to me to the authorities and they get arrested, um, they, they are essentially bound to me. It's, it's, it's servitude. And it's wrong. So he says that... Uh he says here that the government created the condition. He says he doesn't like it when people's liberties restricted. He's a conflicted one, man. Right. In one breath, he says, oh, yeah, we should oppose these restrictions on liberty. And then in the next sentence, he says that he wants to enforce the borders. You, you can't have it both ways. You cannot. You can, you, the only way you can have liberty, I'm sorry, but this is just true. The only way you can have liberty for yourself is to give it to other people. And that includes the dirty Mexicans across the border. And it includes my freedom to cross that border without being molested by these government Without goons. having a bunch of fences like Sean Hannity wants to build. He, he, I, I heard him talking to uh, Jesse Ventura. He proposed fences all across the southern and all across the northern border. It's crazy. It, makes, it sounds like Berlin. And, and Ventura was right when he said that was the Berlin Wall. And people wall. call in and uh, call Sean Hannity a great American. Sean Hannity's a fascist. Yeah, he's a jackboot. Uh, your insinuation that calling people illegal aliens is saying they're illegal people is ridiculous. Is a bank robber an illegal person? No, they're a, per a person who's committed an illegal act. No, no, no. Let's get something clear. There's a difference between a bank robber and someone who crossed the border. Yes, both are technically illegal, but only one of those acts involves a property rights violation. A bank robber is stealing something. Person crossing the border... They're just looking for a new way of life. Yeah. So those things should not be illegal. Someone is hurt and uh, you know they, they are made lesser by a bank robber. They are not hurt or made lesser by an illegal immigrant. In the same way that uh, someone smoking a joint in their den at the end of the day is technically illegal. But it shouldn't be because no one is being harmed. There's no victim. He says, we're not saying this person is illegal. We're saying there are people who've committed crimes, illegal acts that violate our laws. Well, they're not my laws. I didn't write them, and I don't want them around. So they haven't violated anything for me. Good. I want them around here. Please, I want New Hampshire to secede and open its borders to anybody who wants to come here and make a better life for themselves. That's what I want. Good people disobey bad laws. In the same way that the uh, the Underground Railroad transported slaves against yep. the law, yep. um, escaped slaves away from uh, you know, tyranny, in the same way, good people disobey bad laws. I guess and this guy would have... that. I mean, if this guy believes in the law as much as he pretends to believe in the law, then he would have supported, uh, you know, burning the Jews in ovens back in Nazi Germany. It's it was the law. The law. I mean, what about the uh, the Indians and the atrocities that occurred there? Japanese Americans interned in World War II. All kinds of things have been done in the name of the law. The law is not moral, my friend. It's some words written on paper by those in power at the time. Yeah, usually written by a bunch of control freak sickos. Anyway, he finally says the basis of your show's fantastic. Well, thanks for that. But don't alienate those of us who see the flood of illegal aliens entering I'm our country. I'm not alienating you. I'm telling you what's right. I'm telling you what's moral. You can choose to be alienated by um, you know conversation about morality or not you can be upset when I say that your system of governance is immoral but you know that's your choice not mine he I, says welcome as a listener please listen and you will see that the concepts of liberty are consistent and they are <laughs> just 
he says that uh, they're an invading force that's encouraged to be here by our government for the sole purpose of creating a climate where the government can pass laws that destroy our liberty. See, Do you really believe the government wouldn't be passing liberty-infringing legislation if it weren't for people coming here from other countries? Right. That's just an excuse that they use. And it's one more reason why you need to take that excuse away from them. He says illegal And by means- the way, invaders, invaders if, if you're going to define things, invaders come with helmets and guns. Uh, Mexicans coming across our border to work in our uh, in our restaurants and in our yards, yeah, yeah. they are not invaders. They are my friends. I like them. They do good work, and they do it cheap. He says illegal aliens are here against the law, and they must leave in order to secure our freedom. If they desire to be here, they must demonstrate law-abiding character, allegiance to our nation, respect our borders, understanding of our language, and a willingness to assimilate into our culture, not defiance of our borders, ignorance of our language, and insistence to you. We adopt the culture of their former homeland. Multiculturalism is a disingenuous farce. Well, I just have to disagree. I have to disagree. Yep. Yep. Sorry. And I, I want to live free, and I want everyone else to live free, too. Come I don't here see, to New Hampshire and live free with us. I don't see how us. anyone is hurt by people choosing to speak their um, you know, native tongue. I don't. Nope. Maybe I don't understand them in the line at Disney World, but so what? I, you Come know here, what? spend your money, work hard, welcome. I go to Chinese restaurants where I can barely understand a word they say, but they get me my General's House chicken, they take my money, and everything works out just mm-hmm. fine. No they know, problem. They know what pepper steak means. More they know what up. Coca-Cola means. You can take control of the airwaves, and like you said, Mark, a couple generations later, they speak fluent English. Mm-hmm. More on the way. Hour three's coming up. If you're on hold, we will get to your calls. This is Free Talk Live. With your help, we can spread the message of liberty around the world. Consider becoming a Free Talk Live amplifier for just $3 a month now at amp.freetalklive.com. If you can't afford it, keep enjoying us for free. If you can spare the three, visit amp.freetalklive.com. This is Free Talk Live. You can bring up what's on your mind via the toll-free number at 800-259-9231, the SACL CAI toll-free line. It's Ian here with you. And Mark. 1-800-259-9231. Join us on our website at freetalklive.com. All the features on the site are free, so enjoy those on us. Again, freetalklive.com. Going right into your phone calls. People have been waiting patiently. We had a uh, uh, an email that we had to tear apart last hour about uh, immigration. Yet another uh, control freak wanting to tell us about why uh, freedom is such a bad idea. Let's go to your phone calls, though, and talk to Paul in Indianapolis listening on WXNT. Hello, Paul. Hey, how you doing, guys? Hey, what's Good, on sir. your mind? Hey, uh, yeah, I just was wondering what your opinion is on, on – I've got my own opinions about it, but what what's your opinion about the SPP uh, thing that was signed up in Banff, Canada? The uh, the North like, American Union thing? Right, the Security and Prosperity Partnership. Well, it's an awful idea. I mean, it's it's right. more centralization. It's, it would be the equivalent of the uh, European Union here in North America. The idea, for those that don't know, is that uh, there are some – there's something amiss or um, uh, that's that's being plotted uh, at the governmental levels between Canada, Mexico, and the United States. It's relatively hush-hush, uh, but some are suggesting that there could be a North American Union brewing, including a uh, you know a new currency called the Amero to replace the failing dollar, which of course you know is just a, a shell game basically. And uh, it's more centralization. I think it's an awful idea. I think that the, the United States was a bad idea. I think that uh, 50 individual states would be far better of a situation uh, than the United States would be. We need secession, not uh, North American Union. Well, I just was wondering what, what your opinion was about the SCP in relation to immigration. I'm not sure. What, what about it? Well, I mean, I think that there's a connection there. I think that 
that both the reaction to the large influx of immigration and the actual immigration itself are part of this overall plan. How would they get the immigrants themselves on board with this plan? Well, the same way that they have always done it, all the major influxes of immigrants didn't just happen uh, on their own. Our, our business associations and our governments go to these countries and, and they promote the Im- immigration of people to the United States. Sounds a little paranoid uh, yeah, to me. Yeah, that's a little I, paranoid. I, I mean, it, I can't no, imagine. It's not, it's not. How come they, I haven't heard of go, any of this? They, they used to go to Ireland and post up postings. Um, for for deals for people to take ships over. Um, well, there, they, there they may be some. The there there certainly are businesses that want to hire immigrants. I mean, there's no doubt about that. But generally, from what I understand, uh, you know, the people in the northern portion of Mexico consider crossing the border, you know, as uh, lightly as they consider smoking a joint or uh, having a glass of alcohol. It's it's right. no and, big deal for them. And the Mexican government doesn't enforce anything in relation to immigration. Uh, because of I don't see why deals. they would. It benefits them not to. Right, because of these deals, though, I think, is what's going on. I, I think it, it's part of the SPP plan. What would so. I, I, I just the, – the Mexican government uh, increases its tax base by uh, people in Mexico getting money that, uh, you know, right. from relatives that work here. Makes no, perfectly I, I good think, sense I to me. They're, they, guys, they just benefit. It doesn't sound nefarious. Right. No, I, I don't think that these Mexican guys that are coming over here are – are bad in any way. They're a bunch of hardworking people. I'm just looking I, for the. I think they're being manipulated. I'm looking um, for the uh, the nefariousness of it all, and I don't see any. That's what I'm telling you. Well, I, I think that I think that there's a plan to merge the United States and Mexico, and, Suspicious. and I think that, and I think that um, the only way to effectively do that is to merge the cultures as, as deeply as possible. No, that's not true. I mean, have they merged the cultures of the different European countries that make up the European Union? No, it was a governmental thing. They just, no. you know, arbitrarily decided, okay, now we're going to have a union. And right, but I've, I've got a daughter. I've got a daughter that's nine years old, and every single television show that she watches is either partially in Spanish or all the characters in the show are, are Spanish characters on television. Like Dora think, the Explorer and that kind of thing? Well, all, uh, take a look at Sesame children's Street. programming. Yeah, well, I, every single one of them. That's because single, uh, Americans see benefits. I see benefits um, for my child to learn Spanish. I know a modicum right. if I got back into uh, in, into the culture well, I, a little I, bit. I think, that they're, I think they're laying the foundation for this SPP merging. I don't know. Sound, that, that that's part pretty sounds, paranoid. That, I mean, that part su- sounds paranoid to suggest to me, that, but, you know, the producers of Sesame Street are in on the Conspiracy, I think, is a little, you know, going a little too far. So, okay, well, uh, maybe you don't know about the people who run the communications companies, you know, and their relationship to these people. He's talking well, about like Ted Turner, those sorts of people. That you're referring well, to? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think that, I think that there's an understanding. I mean, I, they've got these people. Uh, on audio recordings, you know, thanking the press. For How their far silence. back are, are you going to suggest that this has been plotted? I mean, back as far as I can remember, there was a woman. I remember watching Sesame Street when I was a kid. There was a character on that show named Maria. Yep. I mean, she was. They taught me how to say Pelegro in, in on uh, Sesame Street. Oh no, no further back than maybe the 1960s, probably or something. You like believe that. they've been plotting the North American Union since back then? Oh, at least. I mean, they were plotting the European Union since the uh, early 50s. Okay. Well, so, you know, what about it, though? I mean, they're going to make that move, and if they do it, then they're going to do it, and there's not going to be much you or I can say about it, right? 
Well, uh, there should be something that we could say about it. But I mean, there's not. But there's like, not. The whole idea of a government for the, by the people is really just a, a you know, it's PR. Right. It's, the government it's not that so. It's, it's just not so they anymore. Don't, they don't care what you think, and they don't care what we think, and they're going to go and do what they're going to do. And as long as Americans continue to be obedient and pay taxes, just like good little citizens, then the government's going to, you know, run roughshod over all their freedoms and. Uh, you know, they're going to do what they want to do. So the only way to put a stop to that would be to actually move uh, toward liberty and actually have right. some civil disobedience to where people stop paying these violent thugs called governments, whether they're the Mexican government, or the Canadian government, or the United States government, or the North American Union, or the UN, or whoever it is. These are people that want to control our lives and tell us how we should be, uh, how we should be living. And, and Americans have been, uh, you know, just rolling with the, the changes. And whatever the government says, uh, the Americans don't seem to care very much about it. So if they want to create a North American Union, I, I bet you most Americans will just think, oh, wow, look, that's a pretty new uh, piece of currency there. Right. I love that Amero. It. It's got gold and green yeah. and all kinds yeah. of yeah. colors I, on I it. Think, I think uh, realistically right now it would be rejected. But 20 years from now, we'll, we'll all live to see this. 20 years from now, we'll, we'll be having a completely different conversation but about wait a the NAU. Wait a minute. You think Americans would reject the North American Union? Look, As here's how right they're going to sell it. Think about, you have to put yourself, I know you're not one of them, right? But you have to put yourself into the mindset of the sheep. And the sheep is hearing all kinds of things about, oh, the dollar's crashing. Oh, look at, you know, the prices and the dollar is bad. And the dollar is crashing. But they're hearing these things. And so what's going to happen? And maybe it'll be 20 years. Maybe it'll be 10. Who knows when they'll, they'll pull this off. But what they'll do is they'll say, okay, look, Americans, the dollar is having trouble. What we're going to have to do to save, uh, you know, our economy is we're going to have to team up with uh, Canada and Mexico. We're going to release this new Amero currency. It's pretty. And you can get one Amero for 10 of your dollars. So it's worth more, Americans. Of course, they're lying. It's not worth more. It's worth the same, you know, it's a piece of paper. They're, they're printing out as many as they want to. But the Americans don't know that. So they say, oh, yeah, it's worth more. Let's take these. These are great. And besides that, the banks will have to exchange them. It, the Americans won't have an option to stick with the dollar. Uh, so, you know, it's just going to go in that direction if that's the way they want it to go in, unless we actually achieve liberty in our lifetimes before that happens. Well, I, think, I think another major problem that, that they intentionally are creating uh, is the reaction to the immigration that's happening. I think that they anticipated that, and they're going to use that. And I think the emailer was partially correct in that they're going to use that reaction against immigration to to push our liberties even further out. Well, that's true, because the people that don't like immigrants are calling for all kinds of police state tactics. Right. The people that don't like immigrants, they want house-to-house searches. They want Border Patrol checkpoints. They right. want internal checkpoints, and they're getting what they want. Thank which you for the call is, tonight, really dude. the ultimate goal. So. Yep, we appreciate your call. Thank you, sir. 800-259-9231. These anti-immigration zealots, they want a police state. Look, they're not going to admit that, but that's what they're calling for. A great wall on the southern border, a barbed wire fence or a wall on the northern border, internal checkpoints, random house-to-house searches? That sounds like a police state to me. Let's continue with your phone calls. You can bring up anything. We go to David in Montana, listening on KGEZ. Hello, David. It's a self-made trap, the border. is just like what you guys are saying. That's what the national ID is all about. And they're not going to just put it on Spanish brown people. They're going to make everybody prove they're a citizen. These uh, people that want to put a fence around freedom are stepping right into the trap they want. The, the thing about freedom is you got to bring it with you. If we're headed into this global thing, into the North American Union, if we 
put a fence around it and let them take our freedoms away, we're going to lose it. The way you bring freedom is you got to go beyond the limitations of order and exceed your uh, Absolutely. More on the way. This is Free Talk Live. This is Free Talk Live. Take control of the airwaves via the toll-free number at 800-259-9231. The Sickle CAI toll-free line live Saturday show. It's Ian here with you. And then Mark. And you can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. All the features on the site are free. So enjoy those, including the bulletin board system. Get interactive with over 340,000 posts. Thousands of our listeners are on there interacting with one another. Head on over to, uh, to bbs.freetalklive.com. Check it out. That's bbs. If you're thinking about starting a business, here's a word to the wise. Incorporate at LegalZoom.com. Incorporation can help protect you against frivolous lawsuits that can wipe you out. LegalZoom.com. It's fast and easy. They do all sorts of documents like patents and wills and LLCs and trademarks. You won't believe how many there are. You just have to go there and look. LegalZoom.com. Use code FTL to save 10 bucks. I did it. It was fast and easy. Seemed entirely complete. You know, I've got my will done there, and I would encourage you to get your will done, too, because you don't want to leave your uh, whatever you've got to the court systems to figure out where it goes. To the phones and the fun we go. Talk to Henry in Oregon, listening on KMED. Hello, Henry. Hello. Hey, what's on your mind tonight, sir? Well, I, I kind of agree with Randy. <laughs> Most people do. Yeah, well. Lock down the borders, uh, police state, ho, right? Well, that's you're 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 exaggerating a little bit, but anyway, yes, you are. Well, what would it take to convince you that we live in a police state? Well, somebody'd have to come to, and stand guard over you with a gun. Somebody stand. would have to stand guard over you with a gun. Right, that'd be well, a police state. What if they stood uh, guard over someone else with a gun? Well, if the, it depends on on what they did to deserve it. So let me make sure we're clear on this. Then you're saying that uh, if you're driving through the streets of Oregon and you come across an immigration checkpoint where they're demanding everyone shows their papers, that to you is not, uh, that's not a hallmark of a police state? No, it's not. No. It's not? Really? Like, doesn't it, doesn't, I mean, doesn't, isn't that how the, the sort of the German, the, the movies about the uh, the Nazis were? You know, they, they'd have a little uh, barrier there, and they'd have right. guys with jack boots, and they'd say, papers, please. And that's the way, that's the way the movie showed it. Uh-huh. You're not old enough to know what really went on over there. But anyhow, and look, and you—I don't care how old you are—you don't know what went on there either. You weren't in Germany. Um, you weren't a civilian know, in Germany. How do you know? I, how do you know I'm not a German immigrant? Oh, the likelihood is minuscule. No, it's not. Anyhow, are you a German immigrant? Yes, I am. Anyhow, so you lived in Germany during the time of of, of Nazi o- occupation there. I did. Anyway, how old are you? So. Seventy-seven. Okay, well, take your word for it. Well, he'd have been a very young man, but you know, he certainly knows more about it than I do. Um, when, when, the, when the other, in back when this country started, and we had, had the immigrant, the Irish and Italians and the Germans and who all Frenchmen come in, mm-hmm. they had to learn to speak English. Did you hear of it, now, Little Italy? And, and have you been to Chinatown? Have you been? To, have you been to Little Italy? Well, yes, I have. Well, they so they didn't have English. to learn. There was no, no requirement. Didn't. Yes, they did. In order to become a citizen, you had to speak, speak English. Well, and that, that much vote, is true. And, and in order to vote, you're supposed to be a citizen. I would agree that uh, citizens should be the ones to vote if we're going to have such a system okay. as voting. I'm and against how, how voting. How come they're letting all these illegals vote? Well, because it benefits uh, so it benefits That's people right. in politics. It, it, it it's a political system that you'll that never control. 
want the want the North American year, Union. That's what that's what benefits. How about this, Henry? How about we just abolish voting altogether, and that'll solve that problem, right? Might as well. Doesn't mean much anyway. Ah, good. I'm with you on that one. What else? <laughs> what else you got for us? Well, that's about it. But uh, anyway. I, 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 I How about house-to-house house searches? Would that get, you know, if they if they came to your house and said, Henry, uh, we've got suspicions there are some immigrants in your neighborhood, we're going to need to check out your house. Is that a police would, state? No. No? I'd let them check it out. Well, I wouldn't. Sad. So sad. So should you be able to uh, set up a system, vote for a system that uh, then allows uh, the cops to come into my house when I say, no, officer, you're not allowed to check my house? According to the Fourth yeah. Amendment, I'm, I should be secure in my uh, person's houses, papers, and effects, and I'm not going to let you come in here. I haven't committed a crime, officer. What yeah. should happen to me? Well, you're breaking the law. I guess I should go to prison. How about a concentration camp? Will you let me? That'd be all right. I, I really think you two many... belong in a concentration camp. Wow. How many, wow. How many hours should I spend a day? <laughs> That's hilarious. How many hours should I spend a day turning big rocks into little rocks for, for not letting cops come in my house and search? Well, at least ten. Ten hours a day right, for right. Um, hard labor. I've for... got a serious question. I've got a serious question for Henry. He's he's laughing it up. This is funny, you know, ha-ha, well, police It's state. funny when you can point a gun at somebody and yeah, force them to do things. That's hilarious. That's what government is. All right, so Henry, let's say that uh, the cops come to your door. They're not looking for an immigrant this time, but uh, they're concerned because the word is there are immigrants on the loose in your neighborhood, and they want to make sure that they can't get into your house and take any weapons from you. So they're going to have to go and confiscate your weapons. Would that be a police state? Yeah, well, our government's already doing that, so... Yeah, so yeah, then you do agree. So then it is a police state that we live in, then? Well, at, at times. Ah, okay. All right, we got you, <laughs> Thanks, Henry. Henry. Thanks for the call. 800-259-9231. I understand wanting to control this immigrant pro problem. Believe me, it was one that I struggled with, too, at one point. I, you know, you want to control these things, and, and they are breaking the law as it stands, but unfortunately... When it comes to controlling people, you have to create a giant apparatus of government. And to create the giant apparatus of government, then someone uses it against you. Yes. If, if you want freedom, you have to give it. Right. And if, these immigrants are good people that work hard. You you eliminate the uh, the the things that they that the the, the, the ne'er do wells would want. You eliminate the 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 handouts, and then well, you're only going to get the good ones that want to work hard. Sounds good to me. 800-259-9231. Uh, yeah, if you want freedom, you have to allow your neighbors to have freedom, too. And that means they're going to have the freedom to do things you may not like. Like speak Spanish. Mm, si, senor. Mm -hmm. uh, we continue with the calls and go. Claro que si. Uh, to Dave in Waterloo. You're on Free Talk Live, Dave. Buenas noches a todos. ¿Cómo Hola, estamos? senora. <laughs> Muy bien. Así es. Entonces, uh, la inmigración uh, de los mexicanos en uh, yeah, los Estados Unidos. Yeah, went to Spanish, too, I'm uh, Sorry, I'm going to go back to English. Yeah, because, you've lost uh, me. You were stumbling you know, a little English anyway. speaking people here. And, uh, anyway, uh, talking about all sorts of people trying to get across the border and escape uh, the, the bad way of life, you know, we have this problem in Windsor, Ontario, where the Americans are coming in. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's you need true. fences. It's you need some true. checkpoints. And they're taking advantage of our social programs. Are they, this uh, is horrible. Are they working in jobs that you would like to work for um, significantly more money in? Well, you know, they're going into the GM plant over there, and there's a Ford plant here that we have in Ontario. That Dear they're, God. Uh, they're inching their way. Yeah, the what fences, about your the culture, Dave? Are they night. invading? 
it's an invasion. Yeah, a the Americans are invading they're, Canada. They're, they're driving their Humvees across the Ambassador Bridge. And what and, about uh, the, it, what, it, what about your culture? Aren't you concerned about your culture? Well, no, I'm, I'm more concerned about the Quebecois because the Quebecois, you know, they have uh, the English. Uh, uh, they don't like to speak English in Quebec. Mm. This is why they have that uh, language law where all signs have to be in French. But the the thing is that those Americans come across our border and they they rape our women and they take our dogs and and you know they they spend their American money and take our loonies. You know what'll solve this problem? More barbed wire. Thank you for the call. Eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one and and armed agents of the state patrolling at all hours of the night on your taxpayer dollar, of course. Oh, and if they happen to be corrupt and let people through, well, we'll just hire more agents of the state to keep an eye on them. Absolutely. We'll just keep hiring people so there's just more people to get paid off. Yeah, because if you think that uh, a wall and border agents are going to stop people from coming into this country, you're full of it. I mean, you have no idea what you're talking about. They'll just buy them all out. That's what the coyotes do. I think they'll stem the flow, but they'll make the people that do come across that much more desperate because they'll have to pay that much more to get here. More on the way. It's Free Talk Live. Would you like to help others find Free Talk Live? You can help us advertise, market, and promote the show at amp.freetalklive.com. Consider becoming a Free Talk Live amplifier now for $3 a month and get some cool bonuses at amp.freetalklive.com. Talk Live, the live Saturday edition. You take control of the airwaves via the toll-free number at 800-259-9231. The Sickle CAI toll-free line. It's 800-259-9231. It is Ian here with you. And Mark. And you can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. All the features on the site are free, so enjoy those, including the live streams. We've got a broadband version of the show and a dial-up version, both free for you at freetalklive.com. President Hillary Clinton. John McCain, Barack Obama, the North American Union, unconstitutional gun and drug laws, a national ID card. What's your trigger point? If it happens, what will you do? The Free State Project knows that one size does not fit all. Participants choose what event will trigger their move to New Hampshire to join the fight for freedom. Check it out at freestateproject.org. That's freestateproject.org. As we go to your phone calls, Gavin in the U.K., across the pond, waiting patiently. Hello, Gavin. Hi, how you doing? All right. Super. What's on your mind? Wonderful. Right. Well, basically, I, I just thought I'd ring to just highlight some of the American sensitivities in terms of, you know, for example, how how old people are when they have sex. You know, is it the <laughs> case that you 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 have to be it 18 depends. before you have sex? Oh, okay. It depends on I the thought state. you were going to tell us about old people having sex. <laughs> <It's>, <laughs> it, depends, yeah. it depends on the state that you're in. Um, some states will allow it as young as 16, but uh, largely that's true here in America. It did re- Up till recently, it was 14 in, in Hawaii. Hawaii. Yeah. Right? Well, that's a good thing in my, in my view. I mean, no, in this country, it's, it's 16. I believe it should be 14. It is in Canada, um, from what I understand. Yes, it is. Yeah, that's my understanding, too. But, you know, it just, it, I just, I, I listen to Free Talk Live. I love Free Talk Live, and I, I love a lot of the American shows I listen to. And, uh, but it, it just, it, I just get the impression that the uh, Americans 
seem to be a lot of Puritans in, in many respects. There's and, certainly uh, a lot of leftover Puritanism uh, yeah, here in America. Yeah, I've got to say that, uh, you know, it, uh, the, the whole age of consent issue really does rankle me. I can tell you one thing's for sure. Uh, the age of consent laws are not stopping people from having sex underage in this country. There's no oh. doubt about that. But I can tell right. you something else that's interesting is that here in America, we have more teenage pregnancies per capita than Canada does. So Canada, oh. with its age of consent at 14, has less teenage pregnancies than does America. Fewer. Well, that's right. And the UK has the highest range of teenage pregnancies in the whole of Europe. You know, and, and, and you know, it, it just, I just think that, you know, when you Im- imply a whole load of Puritanism, then you're just going to have a... Uh, you're just not going to have the uh, desired outcome that you might want to... might want to... Re- you might want to expect it's true. as a part of uh, you know if, if you want to be a free individual. So yeah, you're absolutely right, and it's generally the case that when you push against something, you'd only usually end up getting more of it. I mean, the war on drugs, we've got more drugs. The war on poverty, we've got more poverty. I mean, they don't call it a war on sex, but it might as well be. Uh, you tell people oh, they can't well, have yeah. sex, and they go out and they have sex in more dangerous ways than they would normally if it was if it was more socially acceptable uh, in society. And so, what I think you see as a result of this puritanism is more depravity. Uh, I think what so, you see. So, it, ha- hmm? so, so how? You know what? What's what? What outcome? What what do you espouse in in terms of America? I mean, America seems to be espousing this thing across the entire globe. It, it, it it's, it's banging on about it's in it's banging on about it, its morals, right? When mm-hmm. it comes to Iraq and Iran and so <laughs> on and so forth. It's it's just completely ludicrous, isn't it? Yeah, well, killing people, it's always been that way in America. Killing people, that's okay, uh, but having sex, whoa, slow down there, buddy. We can't have people feeling good. Any other thoughts, Kevin? Yeah, exactly. I mean, in terms of the drugs, I mean, let's just give you an example of of a situation locally. I'm I'm a city councillor. Now, I'm lying on my floor here, right? Mm -hmm. I'm lying on my floor. It's about what? Let me just have a look at my clock now. It's uh, 2.37 in the morning in, in the UK, and uh, I'm lying on my floor. Uh, I'm a city councillor, and basically we've got situations where we've got the uh, Stasi police, in effect, going around kicking people's doors in for £10,000, uh, which is, what, $20,000, I think, mm-hmm. uh, of uh, uh, crack cocaine, mm. you know, kicking people's doors in for that sort of thing. And you think to yourself, well, what's the point of that? You know, it's like, let them just get on with it. If they want to kill themselves, they kill themselves, yeah? Absolutely. It doesn't, it's just madness. It's, a, it's just, you know, the police state grows as a result of it. Their power increases over our lives, and that's what it's all about, right? It's all about power. It's all about well, money, because the cops, not only do they get to kick in the door and have a good old time shooting at people and threatening them, but they also get to keep the stuff they take. They get to keep the house and keep the car and keep the money and well, keep the personally, drugs. Well, not personally, but the department does. Sometimes they keep it personally. See, yeah, Mark, if yeah. you come across, if well, you come I, across $100,000... Then what you do is you give ten thousand each to the five guys that are on the raiding party, and you only write down that you came across fifty thousand dollars. So absolutely, they do keep it personally. There's no doubt about well, how, it. How about this one? You've got a property tax of uh, obscene amounts in your area, yeah? Yeah, we do. Yeah. Well, we've got a, a property tax. It's called council tax in this area. It equates to something like 
1,500 pounds, which is uh, $3,000. Yeah. Now, um, in my area, I've just recently moved from one area to another, right? One district. I don't know what you call them in your area, but I've moved from one local authority to another. Okay. Yeah. Now, I'm still selling my property in one area, and uh, it's still got furniture in it, and I'm, I'm required to pay... Uh, you know, fifty percent of the council tax on property, and the full tax on the property I'm living in now, which I'm renting. Yeah, nice. Mm-hmm. Now, you up? I said nice for them. Oh yeah. Well, I'm I'm refusing to pay it. I mean, Are I'm, you really? Wow. Yeah, I'm a city councillor for the authority I've just left. That I'm I'm meant to be paying fifty percent council tax too, and I'm 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 refusing to pay it on the basis. That I'm not using any of the service on the well. Occasionally, I use the bin, and I might go and use the public library, mm-hmm. right? And I'm saying to them, well, well, I'll pay for the the, the bins, and I'm not, I'll pay for the library occasionally. But Seems like a reasonable that, position. I hope they don't take your house from you, man. Well, no, they, 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 I mean I'm in the process of selling it anyway, oh, that's and good. I'm renting. I'm renting in the new region anyway, the new local authority anyway, right? But the fact is, is these these people, local, local government and government generally, are a bunch of extortion. And, and remember, I'm an elected official. I'm an elected. I'm, I'm amazed that we have an elected official listening to and enjoying this program. I think that's kind of oh, cool. Oh, I love it. I love it. Okay, you know, thank you, you, you Gavin. Know. We've got to move on, but I appreciate your call tonight, and thank you for your patience. An elected official that's not paying his property tax. He was holding on through. Um, by the way, I mean, he's making an international call. He held through all those immigration calls, too. That's, oh. that's dedication. Guy must really like to show. 800-259-9231. Continue with your calls about what you want. Kaifo is on the line in Indianapolis, listening on WXNT. Hello, Kaifo. Hi, guys. What's on your mind tonight? It's been a while since I called, but I've managed to pick you up on our radio tonight, so... Lovely. I thought I'd uh, give you a holler. Very Um, good. I just think that the the, uh, problem that I have with a lot of the the people, especially the Ron Paul supporters, who I am one, uh, that talk about, uh, that come from the uh, nationalist uh, right-wing type... Mm-hmm. When they talk about immigration and they're so much again they have a lot of the posts on the internet are opposing uh, immigration illegal immigration I, I I think that this has become now a stalking horse for the real ID and I was wondering oh, what is. you guys thought about that absolutely uh, because the only you know it, we've got to keep out the illegal immigrants they're just coming in, in waves and waves what we really need is a national ID to be able to identify all these properly it will be impenetrable no one will be able to first, crack it they won't crack it like they the, did windows within the first before it was even released these like, the like counterfeit the voting machines yeah you know it, it's just ludicrous and it's you know it, it, this is how they're going to shove the number of the beast down our throats yeah, it's, uh, I, I, I just, I just think they're they're barking up the wrong tree there, and uh, you know nobody like you guys said earlier. I mean, these people come to they want to work. If we take away the welfare and uh, the the subsidization of this, we'll get our we'll get our problem. lazy bums off their duffs too. Yeah. Thank you, Kaifo, for the call tonight. We appreciate it. 800-259-9231. The war on immigration and the war on terrorism are the next steps to the police state of America, which you could argue we're already in the police state. It's just going to make it worse. More on the way. This is Free Talk Live. Talk Live, you can take control of the airwaves via the toll-free number at 800-259-9231, the Sickle CAI toll-free line. Probably not enough time for your call tonight. 
Only a few remaining moments. If you're on hold, we will get to you. It is Ian here with you. And Mark. And you can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. All the features on the site are free, so enjoy those on us. Uh, again, freetalklive.com. If you like the show want to help support Free Talk Live, become an amplifier. Just go to amp.freetalklive.com to get on board with the program. It'll cost you all of three bucks a month. And the money goes to getting us on more uh, new radio stations. Spread the message of freedom and liberty as far and as wide as possible. And you'll get perks like access to the amp-only call-in lines, chat room, forum, and more. Get all the details at amp.freetalklive.com. And speaking of new stations, I normally don't announce a station until I know for sure... Uh, that they are going to be on board without any technical difficulties. And now, since uh, Andrea is on the line listening in Benton Harbor to WSJM FM 94.9, uh, we know they're on board with us. So welcome Yay. to our new listeners in Benton Harbor. Hello, Andrea. You're on Free Talk Live where uh, lady calls come first. Hello there. Hello. Hey, what's on your mind tonight? Um, I was just wanting to comment on the um, city councilman from England. I totally agree with him. Um, I think that there shouldn't be an age of consent in America, and I think that it's time that people wake up and, you know, realize that they need to start teaching their kids in school about safe sex and birth control because um, I, in Benton Harbor, I, where I live, um, I don't think there's enough being taught because there's a high number of teenage pregnancies, mm. and a lot of people, and I I don't know how to say it without being rude. There's a lot of people that are having kids that don't need to, and I think most of it's because they want to go on welfare. Oh, well, <laughs> you know oh boy. I wouldn't doubt it. You put, <laughs> look, if you put a system out there that people can cash in on by uh, doing something as easy and as commonplace and as, uh, you know, as, as natural as having kids, they're sure going to do that to cash in. I mean, I know that we originally put welfare in to take care of the children that were in existence, but what it has ended up being is well, a system that you can make money by having kids. I think yeah. that I, I see where you're coming from, Andrea, but I have to uh, to caution you, and that is that looking to the government to uh, to solve this problem and, and your solution being you know to present these in in schools, I think could be problematic. In that, uh, what you've got, what you have with government schools is something for different interest groups to fight over, and mm-hmm. they'll never stop fighting over it. So people that think your way, they want to institute sexual education classes, while the Puritans in your area they don't want anything like that in school, and so they'll just eternally fight over those sorts of things. The, the real solution should be to get the government out of education, and then that way parents can send their kids to the school where, where they will get the education they are looking for. But even better than that, better than looking to the schools to provide a solution to this problem, better than that would be for parents to actually talk to their kids about sex. I, yeah. My parents did not talk to me about sex beyond to say, don't do it. Yeah, it was and, tough for my parents, too. And, and when, when that is the message being told to kids at home... It is not going to result in healthy sexual behavior at all no, because kids not. are then going to go and learn about sex from pornography and their friends, mm-hmm. and that's not a good place to learn about sex. No, it's not. I know that um, when well, I grew up in Kentucky, and um, my sister got pregnant when she was 16, and wow. she had a child. Yeah, and um, I learned from then that I didn't want to do it until I knew I was ready, and I, you know, I used say sucks when I do, and I still do, mm-hmm. and I realized. I'm not ready to have a kid. So I waited for a very long time until, you know, I and all my friends when I was 14 were having sex and saying, oh, it's so great. And they all ended up getting pregnant because, you know, I'm pretty sure their parents told them, you know, that don't do it. You know, didn't talk to them and tell them, hey, it's not a good idea to, you know, you've got to be smart about it, you know, and. 
And if it's parents really aren't talking sad. to the, if parents aren't talking to their kids about sex, then and and if what they're telling their kids is don't do it, then the kids are going to be frightened to death mm-hmm. of going to their parents to talk to yep. them about sex if they come across an experience or they come across an opportunity and they're wondering what to do, they're going to be frightened to death to come and talk to dad because yep. dad's going to get angry and dad's going to punish you for even considering having sex. And, and there's a lot yep. of uh, and there's a lot of uh, uh, sort of. Uh, different messages being given to boys and girls. Boys are still given the message, well, go ahead and have sex if you can, son. But little girls are given the message, don't do it. Don't you dare do it. And I get so angry about that. That makes me so angry because there's so much, you know, um, sexual, like, uh, uh, discrimination. And I just don't think that's right, you know. It really angers me because a guy can go out and have sex with as many women as he wants, but if a woman does it, oh, my God, she's a whore, mm-hmm. you know? And that comes all comes from the puritisms, you know, late, women are supposed to be ladies and not do anything, but guys right. can go out and, and do whatever and they I, want. Well, the fact is it's it, that they're property, and you know, it, it comes yeah. from the, it comes from the um, standpoint that women were at one time property, and mm-hmm. we still view them to some extent or another as property. And it's yes. it's just so sad that we're still stuck in this kind of kind of Victorian era uh, yep. puritanical mindset in this country, and we really need to get out of it. But again, looking to the government schools is not going to solve this problem because right now the government schools have a policy, most of them, of teaching abstinence, which is the worst yeah. possible situation. <laughs> right. And the problem with government school entirely is it pits the people that want to te- teach abstinence to their kids against the people right. that want to teach uh, mm-hmm. you know safe sex and and that kind of thing uh, to their kids. The best thing you can do is influence the people in your lives. You know, mm-hmm. if if you're in contact with some young people is to give them healthy attitudes about sex. Give them someone to go to. If they're, you know, if their parents are shutting them off from talking about mm-hmm. it, let them know they can come and talk to you about it. Uh give them yeah. somewhere to safe to go to discuss these things. That way they're not learning about it from porn, uh which is inevitably where they're going to learn about it from. Andrea, yeah. uh it's our first <laughs> night on the air there in uh, in Benton Harbor, so stick with us. We're going to be on uh, every Saturday night from 8 to 10. Uh, join us okay. in the future. And if you get a chance, go to freetalklive.com and check out our Shrine of Female listeners. We'd love to have you on board with that as well. So we appreciate your call tonight, and thank you very much. 800-259-9231. We go to Claire in Indianapolis listening on WXNT. Hello, Claire. Claire? Indy? Going once? Claire and Indy? Going twice? Let's try John in Canada on the amp line. John, you're on Free Talk Live. Hey, guys. Uh, first of all, uh, regarding that last call, women were considered as property. I think we're all considered as uh, human resources at this point. By the government. Uh, sure. I would agree with that entirely. If the government can uh, it can go into debt and it finances itself uh, through an income tax, then it, it essentially owns your labor into the future. The government owns your labor. So if it owns your labor, it must own you. Yeah, definitely. Um, what I was calling about earlier was mentioned the uh, age of consent in Canada is 14. I knew they wanted to change that to 16 here, so I went and checked on how that bill was going. They did pass it in February during uh, an omnibus bill, hmm. anti-crime bill, and uh, they also added some things in there for minimum sentences for gun-related crimes. I'm sure that's uh, you know not just for people who are committing crimes with guns, but people who are... Just- the, the crime of hab- having a gun. So, having a gun, exactly. you know, is just as bad as shooting someone because it jumps right up and shoots people, you know? Yep, and right right now we have uh, a 
in, in Canada, the Conservative Party is in power, but they have a minority government, uh, so they have to cooperate with the Liberals. They're all in bed together. Oh, yeah. The Liberals didn't want an election just yet because they're trying to beef themselves up, so they let that go through. And uh, so it's 16 here now in Canada, and they've passed a lot of other things in that bill. So that just a quick I question. I don't even know about. Quick question about how it works up there. Is it just Parliament, and if it passes Parliament, then that's it? It's done? It also has to pass the Senate, but the Senate is uh, kind of a rubber stamp kind of thing. I just see. like the uh, the Queen has to pass every law too, but you know she doesn't do anything either. <laughs> yeah. So if it goes through the Parliament, it passes the Senate easily. Yeah, it's a done deal, and uh, it's law. Yeah, that's it. What do you, do you know? What any of the excuses were as to why they wanted this? Just because it's it's wrong for fourteen year olds to be uh, be having sex? Well, is it that attitude? Pretty much the same thing that you have there in the U.S. It's just. Uh, a bunch of Puritans who want to pass their morality on to everyone else. Yeah, you know, what's wrong to me is putting someone in a jail cell for having a sexual experience. That's wrong. Well, you know, I uh, I agree. I, I don't know what I think about this. I think that there should be an age of consent. I I don't think it's, you know, 16, 15, 14. It should be somewhere in there as far as I'm concerned. But I was in prison with guys that, uh, for nine years I spent in prison, I was in prison with guys who at least claim, some of them must have been telling the truth, right, that the reason they were in was because they, at 20 years old, had sex with a 15-year-old girl. And, they do it. You know, the, the, these girls tell you they're 18. When they make the, right, and, absolutely yeah, true. Lies. And you're responsible for having an ID. So these are, uh, are, you know, getting an ID from them. And if that ID is fake, tough luck, pal. Yep. She was 15. You should have so known what? how to spot it, apparently, right? Uh, yeah, you, you should have cut her open and counted the rings, I guess. Um, I, you know, th there's there's a lot of problems with this age of consent thing, but. I, I don't know how to solve them all. I think it's a very sticky situation. You, you solve it by letting people make decisions for themselves and live with the consequences. Thanks for the call, dude. We appreciate it. Quickly to Roger in Iowa. Only got about 20 seconds. Roger, go. Okay. Hey, I was listening to the podcast the other night about the uh, Mormons in Texas, and uh, Mark was talking about how the Mormons were so weird and freaky and everything. I was wanting to remind uh, Mark, that uh, the American Indians, when we first came here, were some pretty weird and freaky people, too, as far as things that they did in their lives. And uh, I hope that he wouldn't do the same thing to them as he's thinking about doing to the Mormons. Well, I'm not thinking about doing anything to them. <laughs> no, I just want to leave, leave people alone. Hey, thanks for the call, man. It's been Ian here with you. And Mark. We'll return Monday night. You can join us online in the meantime at freetalklive.com. The Cynic says... I started losing my hair, and there was nothing I could do. I wore a baseball cap because I was self-conscious. The Believer says, I started using Avacore two months ago, and already I'm regrowing my own hair. My bald spot is going. No caps for me. Are you a cynic? Avacore's formula is FDA approved to regrow your own hair in as little as two months. Avacore's topical formula contains the only ingredient approved by the FDA to regrow hair without risk of sexual side effect. Call right now and ask about getting a free month supply of Evacor and receive Boost just for trying Evacor. Boost can make your hair visibly thicker with its first application. Call 1-800-451-8920. That's 1-800-451-8920. This is a limited time offer, so call now. Call 1-800-451-8920. 1-800-451-8920. Or log on to avacorradio.com.